Firestone Plumbing, Coon Funeral Homes, Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, Overhead Door Company of Reading, Redner's Warehouse Markets, Remax Real Estate Agent Phil Macaronis, and by UECU. Berks County High School Basketball, presented by Cross Keys Insurance, only on WEU 8.30 a.m. in Reading, and online at 8.30weu.com. WEU's coverage of Berks County High School basketball continues tonight in Division One of the Berks Boys Conference as the Wilson Bulldogs face off against the Muhlenberg Mules. In a battle of three teams right now fighting for the top of the Division One standings, all separated by just one game. Right now, Wilson leads the division at 6-2, and two, running high a half game back at 6-3. and three. The Red Knights off tonight, and then it's Muhlenberg right behind at 5-3. and three. So it's the Mules and the Bulldogs tonight again. Wilson's 13-5 overall. Muhlenberg is at 11-7 overall on the season. The Bulldogs and the Mules going toe-to-toe -to -toe tonight here on 8.30 a.m. WE in Reading. High School Basketball is presented to you by Cross Keys Insurance, and it's also live and available to you for free online at 8.30 WEU.com. We'll take a timeout back with our pregame show from Laureldale after this. Bad hair day? Bad day at the office? Bad day behind the wheel? Hey, stuff happens, even to the best of us. At least your car insurance rate doesn't have to take a hit. Get Erie Rate Lock from Erie Insurance. Gives you a great rate that stays put until you change a car, driver, or your address. Plus, seriously good service. Now that's something to smile about. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Erie Rate Lock does not guarantee continued insurance coverage and is not available in all states. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit Redner'sMarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at Redner'sMarkets.com. Welcome back to Laureldale alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool. High school basketball. The regular season is winding its way down. It will come to a finish a week from tomorrow night. And the Division One standings looks to be one heck of a dogfight. We have two of the three teams chasing for the top tonight in Wilson and Muhlenberg. And Rich, I think we start with that. Again, we are in the stretch run of all of this. And all the games that are of the most importance are going to be at WEU over the course of the next eight days beginning with tonight's game as i said at the outset wilson redding and muhlenberg all separated by a game so obviously if muhlenberg wins this game then that just ties it up with the bulldogs with redding high in the advance for the red knights and for the mules but a lot goes into this because of yeah it's nice to win the division championship don't get me wrong it's nice to have that nice little uh, trophy for the trophy case 
But the reality of it is, the re- for the team who finish as, as the division leader, likely going along with that is the coveted number two seat in the Berks County Boys basketball playoff. Yeah, it seems a little odd to say, hey, the, the seeding counts more than the division championship, but it actually, at least on the part of Wilson Redding, I think is true. The number two seed in the Berks playoffs is going to be a key spot because by being number two, again, we're not including the coaches' challenge, meaning we don't know what will happen there. But if you're number two, you're going to avoid playing three, four, five, and six, <laughs> and especially four, five, and six, which could be Reading, Muhlenberg, and Exeter. And you, you will not see them in the first round, any of those teams. Uh, you're likely to play a Division three or Division four team in the first round. And that's what everybody is kind of jockeying for here as we get into the home stretch of the regular season. And as Matt Flowers, the Muhlenberg coach, said, this is the time to step up and grow up. And <laughs> and, and that could be said for any of these three teams in Division One, and any of the other contenders uh, in the for the Berks County playoffs. And just for clarification purposes, the reason why we're saying the coveted number two seed is because Berks kind of the consensus right. is, is that the, the, the number one seed will go to Berks Catholic, who right now Way is ahead. unbeaten yeah. and in prime position to be able to hold on to that as the rest of the regular season unfolds, even with or without a win against Exeter on Thursday night. Don't tell Snip Essley or any of the <laughs> Saints that, but that is pretty much the mathematical equation of all of it. But for Wilson, Redding, and Muhlenberg, that's the way this thing shapes up. Again, tonight it's Wilson and Muhlenberg. And then Thursday night we'll have Redding High at Wilson. And then next Tuesday night we'll finish up the regular season at the Geigel with Muhlenberg taking on Redding. So that's why it's interesting. The other piece that makes it interesting is at this stage, they have all have beaten one another. They're, obviously, the situation now is if you have two wins over somebody, it can be very important. But right now, Wilson has beaten Muhlenberg, Redding has beaten Wilson, and Muhlenberg has beaten Redding. Yeah, it's a real round robin here. Very evenly matched teams. Whoever is hot on a particular night, is it usually it seems like it's, it's been come out on top. You know, Matt Coulter, we were talking to before the game, the Wilson coach, and, you know, he's still bemoaning the fact that the Bulldogs blew an eight-point lead in the second half at, at, against Reading. Um, but, but they have their chance. They're going to get their chance Thursday night uh, at home in Westlawn against the Red Knights. You know, we're, we're talking about the seeds, and, and we don't want to diminish the, the importance of the Division One championship because, as Matt Flowers said, Muhlenberg, and I'm pretty sure of this, Muhlenberg has never right. won a Division One championship in since the team since the BCIAA went to three and four divisions so I think I, I think that's important and I think you know there is some pride involved here among the three teams because the three coaches we know are fiercely competitive <laughs> and uh, you know Francis Kamara, including Francis Kamara at Reading High so it's going to be interesting Bob these next three games that we're going to have here on WEEU uh, I'm really looking forward to them and just for some historical perspective, when these two teams met the first time, it was only yeah. back in December, right before Christmas, they met against one another in West Lawn, and it was the Bulldogs who came out in overtime by a final score of 57-56. Muhlenberg had a shot to win it at, in, in, in yep. the end, but that shot rattled out, and unfortunately for the Mules, and fortunately for the Bulldogs, they came away. The W that night, you're talking about the fact that Matt Coldren still bemoaning the fact that he felt like he feels like they let one get away at the Geigel. 
Matt Flowers is still bemoaning that game that they felt like they let that one get away. And I will bet you Francis Camara feels the same way about the double <laughs> overtime game Correct. that we had here when Reading lost to Muhlenberg in double overtime when there were so many, um, you know, plot turns and twists in that game. And, and Muhlenberg pulled away in the second overtime. So, yeah, th- these these games, you know, that's the one great thing about this season. We, when we said we've had so many close hard you know tightly contested games and i don't think it i i we expect the same tonight we this is going to go down to the wire there's no doubt about it (laughs) doesn't seem like anybody is separating themselves from anyone and that includes the saints yes they are unbeaten but they certainly have been in some dog fights and we have them as well so now we start to break down the two teams involved the jv game still going on here at laurel tonight with less than a minute left to go in the jv game between wilson and muhlenberg But we got a chance to see the Bulldogs on Friday night. It was a close game in the end, as they all have been, as Rich said a moment ago. It ended up being a one-point victory for the Bulldogs over Exeter on the Eagles' home floor. There's not ever been a concern in West Lawn about defense. That's pretty much a given. Yeah, they'll worry about how they're playing defense, but they are always going to play defense at West Lawn. You don't get on the floor at Wilson unless you're playing defense. The concern was whether or not the Bulldogs have enough offense to be a consistent winner in the postseason. Well, what we saw for the first 16 minutes of that basketball game was an absolute clinic by the Bulldogs offensively. Yeah, offensively, they look great on both ends, but offensively especially, they moved the ball, they spaced the court well, they made shots, they you know passed the ball extremely well, did everything well, and built a 19-point halftime lead, <laughs> which believe it or not, wasn't safe. Uh, you know, they, they held on. They never lost the lead in the second half. Exeter mounted a furious rally in the fourth quarter, outscored the Bulldogs 34-18? to 34-16 in the fourth quarter, correct. It was yep. crazy. But Wilson managed to ha- hang on, and as Matt Coldren told the Bulldogs, that's all that counts. Played very, very well. They're going to they're gonna need a 32-minute performance here tonight, I think. You know, it's senior night here in Laureldale. And, uh, you know, I really believe that uh, they're not going to be able to get away with uh, playing one half well and the other not so well. Well, if you look at kind of the the glass half full versus glass half empty kind of situation, Wilson was able to win that game by scoring 64 points. If Wilson scores 64 points, they're going to win a lot of basketball games. They're only averaging about 58 with that 64-point outburst against Exeter. Did all of that with one of their top scorers and their most experienced player, Maddox Gruber only accounting for three points on offense. Yeah, Corral Aging is the real nice, real fine sophomore for Wilson. Stepped up, scored 15. Luke Levan, 6'5", junior, had 14. Uh, they need contributions um, from more than just one or two players if they want to play, if they want to enjoy success, not just this week, but also in the postseason, in the county playoffs and in the District 3 6A playoffs. They're going to need people like whether it's John Edom or Tommy McFadden or Cam Zulinger, they're going to they're gonna need guys like that to step up on particular nights, uh, especially at the offensive end. Yeah, and it's you're not necessarily looking at somebody who's going to step up and give you 20 or 25 points. That's not what they need. But if they can get six, eight points from this one and six or eight points from that one, right. that's how they're going to do it. And that's exactly what they got against Exeter. Enough guys getting six or eight points, and then Akings and Levan getting the double digits. All of a sudden it makes up for Mattis Gruber. It wasn't that Gruber had a bad night. It's just that Alex Kelsey did a phenomenal job 
of really shutting him down. And ultimately, they were able to get him in foul trouble. And then uh, Maddox Gruber had to come off the floor with that fifth foul. And again, Wilson was able to withstand that rush from Exeter without Maddox Gruber on the floor. So it's a not so much for Maddox Gruber State, but for the rest of the Bulldogs, kind of that knowledge that, hey, we can win it without our most experienced player on the floor. And we'll see if that does indeed bode well for a lesson for the Bulldogs moving forward. The other one is Luke LeVan, who has become a bigger piece of the puzzle at times for the Bulldogs because of his length inside. Matt Coulter thinking he'll have a he'll have an advantage tonight against this Muhlenberg team. They want to get him the basketball. Yeah, he got he had several field goal attempts at Exeter, especially in the first half, and he and he was just two for seven, had a lot of shots just rim out. But in the second half, he came through. He had ten points in the second half, including six in the fourth quarter as the Bulldogs held off the Eagles. Uh, yeah, Luke LeVan has, you know, Matt Coulter has told us we, we've talked about it, his development. He was one of the last players on the junior varsity last year, and his development is something that Matt Coulter and, and the entire Wilson program is very proud of. And you can see bit by bit how well, how much he has developed. And he scored 14 points against Exeter. He probably could have 20, 22. So there's a lot of room for growth there, and, and, and Matt Coulter is very happy about that. He has been in double digits 10 times on the season and in six of his last eight. And so that's what the Bulldogs are hoping for to get some additional scoring. Again, Maddox Gruber there and Karel Aking is their top two scorers with his outburst on Friday night against Exeter. Aking's now at 10.9 points per game. And again, with Gruber only scoring three, he is at 10.3. Levan at 9.1 to lead the way for the Bulldogs in terms of individual scoring for Wilson so far in 2024. It is the Bulldogs and the Mules. We'll take a timeout. We come back. We'll talk about the home team. With more high school basketball presented by Cross Keys Insurance coming to you live from Laurel tonight on 8.30 a.m. WEU in Reading. Looking for a game-winning play for your next tailgate or get-together? Score big this season with trays from Chick-fil-A. Delicious chicken nuggets and chicken strips, fruits and garden salads, chocolate chunk cookies, and their delicious mac and cheese. Make a play with Chick-fil-A and you'll be a winner every time. Visit Chick-fil-A at Broadcasting Square, 5th Street Highway, and Exeter Commons. Chick-fil-A voted America's favorite fast food restaurant. Hi, this is Mike Kuhn with Kuhn Funeral Home. We are proud to announce four convenient locations to serve you. Kuhn Funeral Home in West Reading and Temple, Berkey and Driscoll in Hamburg, and Worker Troutman in Pottstown. Compassionate professional service while working cohesively as a team is what sets our family business apart. Thank you for believing in us, and we promise to always be there for you. Welcome back to Lauderdale. Again, alongside Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. Our pregame show between the Mules and the Bulldogs tonight. More basketball coming your way here at WEU the remainder of this week, this just getting warmed up. We'll have another one for you on Thursday night. As I said, Thursday night will be in West Lawn. Reading High against Wilson, another Division One Berks Boys basketball matchup. And then Friday night, girls basketball action for you on WEU. will be in the Governor Mifflin Athletic and Community Center in Shillington. 
as the Mustangs will take ho- play host to Berks Catholic in a girls' Division One basketball matchup. Berks Catholic and Governor Mifflin, two teams primed in contention as well for the Berks Girls League playoffs. Berks playoffs not too far away. The girls' quarterfinals will be on Saturday, the 10th of February. The boys' quarterfinals on Monday the 12th, and then it will be a quadruple header. The order of games still to be determined, but there will be four games played at Santander Arena on Valentine's Day, February 14th, beginning at 4 o'clock, and then the BCIAA championship night will be on Friday the 16th with a girls' game scheduled at 6 and the boys' game scheduled at 8. Just to give you a little bit of a look ahead of what for what lies ahead for the Berks County basketball playoffs, we got two teams who will certainly be a piece of that puzzle in some capacity in Wilson and Muhlenberg tonight. Tonight is senior night for the Muhlenberg Mules, and those players and cheerleaders being honored before tonight's game. And for Matt Flowers and his Mules, again, 11-7 overall on the season, 5-3, and three, and in the thick of things, but right now in the three spot in Division One of the Burks Basketball Conference. And there's been kind of a roller coaster ride for Muhlenberg over the course of the last couple weeks, last time we were here, it was the ultimate high of highs in the fact that they beat Reading High, and they did it in double overtime. It was a phenomenal basketball game. If you didn't get a chance to hear it here at WEU or if you weren't in the sold-out crowd here in Lauderdale, but Muhlenberg ended up outlasting Reading High 87-74 in double overtime. But from there, just in divisional play alone, they dropped the game to Burks Catholic. Then they came back and they, they beat Exeter, which was a solid win for Muhlenberg, 59-54. And then they lost last week to Governor Mifflin, 64-59. And so just that kind of ebb and flow up and down for Matt Flowers and his crew, and it gives him a little bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, he, we asked him, I said, hey, what happened with Mifflin? He said, we stunk. <laughs> he, he, that's the great thing about Matt Flowers. He's blunt and direct. Uh, but, no, he said we, we, we took them for granted. We, took, we didn't prepare well. We didn't prepare like we prepare for Reading, for Wilson, for Burks Catholic. And it cost them. And, you know, that obviously it's a lesson for everybody uh, in the Muhlenberg program. Mule, I mean, Governor Mifflin, although Governor Mifflin has played well as of late, um, Muhlenberg has had a better year, and and uh, you know you, if you're not if you don't prepare, you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna play well. Um, so yeah, it, and you know Matt Flowers. The other thing about the Mules, they're missing uh, young man Michael Miller, sophomore. He hasn't played since the Reading game that we had a few three or four weeks ago. He is out for the season with a knee injury that he originally suffered during football season. Um, he may have surgery on it. Matt Flowers wasn't 100% sure, but they miss his toughness, his physical presence, and a soft, sophomore, another sophomore by the name of Jeffrey Collado will try to make up for that. Yeah, it's interesting. When you talk about to, to Matt Flowers, and, and the thing that he talks about more than anything is physicality. And Mike Miller is a very good football player, and now will be playing for Matt's brother Rob in the fall, who is now going to be the football coach at Muhlenberg but Matt also a pretty good football player here at Muhlenberg as well and he really wants them to embrace that kind of position and and that's what he liked about Mike Miller was because he brought kind of that football mindset to the basketball floor and somebody who can give them the physical toughness that he wants because if we go back to that game in December and we asked him what concerned him the most about Wilson it was quote-unquote keeping their football players off the boards 
Yeah, he, he wants Jeffrey Collado to be the enforcer. He wants to he wants him to establish his presence inside, rebounding, def, def, playing defense. And he, he feels like he doesn't really have somebody else. Maybe Kyle Archie. He's hoping Kyle Archie picks has will, will pick up some of that slack. But that the Michael Miller, Mike Miller, losing him, uh, it's going to be hard to replace that toughness. And when you look at Muhlenberg offensively, you talked about Wilson at 58 points per game. Muhlenberg at 63-plus points per game. And the biggest reason why Muhlenberg's offense has been clicking on all cylinders of late in 2024 has been the emergence of Shamar Killen. He was not on the, a name that was on the landscape of a lot of people when they looked at the high school basketball season in, all, coming in. But Shamar Killen, who was a, pretty much a JV player last year, played a little bit of time at the end of the season off the bench for Matt Flowers. But Matt Flowers knew what he had. He just wasn't sure that Shamar Killen knew what he was capable of doing. But Shamar Killen, who has been a double-digit scorer for most of the season, has taken it to another level over the course of the last couple of weeks. In, in the two games that we've had, the, or three games we've had the Mules, he has an ability to take the game over at any point. He has scored in double figures in 15 straight games, 16 overall. He's scored at least 20 points six times. He is their go-to guy. To me, the Mules offensively run off him. Everything goes off him. I know Alex Collado is averaging almost 15 points a game and is a terrific three-point shooter, but to me, Shamar Killen is the guy that the Mules revolve around. He had 29 in that double overtime win over Redding High, and he's also expanded his game a little bit. He's become a better shooter over the course of the season. He's got 12 threes in a year, which doesn't necessarily jump out at you because your top three-point shooters in the county are well over 30 and 40 on the year. So having 12 at this point in time doesn't necessarily jump out at you. But what jumps out to me is that he has 10 of those 12 in the last eight games. And Matt Flowers said he's been spending a lot of mornings in the gym getting up shots. Yeah, I, 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 I think the fact that he can score from inside and outside makes him really dangerous and a very difficult matchup for any team. And so, I, I mean, I think he's been their most consistent player throughout this season. Um, Kyle Archie's had his ups and downs. Collado, the same. But I think Killen has been the most consistent player for the Mules. And uh, you mentioned him a moment ago because he is one of the seniors who was just brought out here, and that is Kyle Archie, who gives them a little bit of stability. He's kind of become the, the, the leader on the floor for them a little bit because he is a senior and played a lot of minutes for the Mules last year as well as this year. And a guy who isn't going to score a whole lot. He's averaging around 10 a game. But at, with his size inside, his athleticism, he can make some things different. And his most logical matchup would be against Luke Levan. And it could be maybe his experience that could give him an advantage against Levan. Yeah, Levan is definitely taller. He's, he's got much, much better size. Uh, you know, Wilson's going to want to get Levan touches after what they did against Exeter, which you know, Levan touched the ball a lot and ended up scoring 14 points. Um, so yeah, he, he Archie could give give Levan could be a handful for Levan, or vice versa. That matchup could determine the outcome of tonight's game. And one other mule that we think is certainly worth talking about is a guy who was in the starting lineup, then was out of the starting lineup, and is now back in the starting lineup. And that is junior Jaden Cantner. He's a transfer to Muhlenberg 
played last year at Brandywine Heights, and Matt Flowers pretty much was honest with us and with him and letting him know, like, you know what, it's just going to be different for you. You're going to have to make adjustments. Moving from Division Four of the Burks Basketball Conference into Division One. I don't know that Jaden Kantner understood that at the time, but he certainly learned to understand what it means right now. Well, he came up big against Reading several weeks ago, especially in overtime and or in regulation and in overtime, the end of regulation. He is extremely quick. He is very hard to stop in transition. Uh, Matt Flowers said he has made a full 180-degree turn since early in the season. He is a much more seasoned player. He's a much tougher player. And he's somebody that also is going to be a difficult matchup for the Bulldogs because of his speed and because of his ability to get to the basket. Yeah, he, he, he can create matchup problems for a lot of teams, and especially for a team like Wilson, who is very good defensively, but they're not a team that wants to get up and down the floor. And I don't know if there's a player that they necessarily have in terms of quickness that can can, can match up against a guy like Jaden Cannon. Yeah, because I, I, I would think that Tommy McFadden, who is Wilson's best defender, is going to guard Shamar Killen. It's what, where does Matt Colgin put Correll Akings? Who does he, who guard, who does he guard? Is it Jaden Cantner, who's smaller but quicker, or is it somebody like Alex Collado, who, who's capable of going off and scoring 25? Yeah, we really haven't talked about Collado, who was the Mules' top scorer on the season before Killen continued to step up his game. Killen's now eighth in the county in scoring at 16.4 per game, but Collado has been pretty consistently above the double-digit figure. He's been in double digits 15 of Muhlenberg's 18 games this season, and he's just under 15 a game, 14.7 to be exact, and he's been over 20 on four different occasions. So he is a guy who can get hot and can make a difference for Muhlenberg if he can get it going on the offensive side. He's also got 29 threes on the year. Yeah, Collado did not score against Burks Catholic in that tough loss, but he's been in doubles in five straight games. He is the number two option offensively for the Mules. And, again, he, we saw him score, I think we saw him score 29 one, one of the games. Or, or he's well, yeah, 20, 26 against Wiser, 24 in a game against Reading High. 24, right. right. I mean, he's, he, he is capable of going off, capable of scoring 25 points. And, you know, that one-two punch of Killen and Collado, plus Archie and Cantor, as, as Matt Coulter said, they might be averaging – nine points ten points a game but all of them all four of those guys can score 20 it's one of the things that just seems so funny to me because of the way muhlenberg has been had been playing uh certainly in the time when tyrone nesby was here and helped make this program become successful again tyrone nesby moved on matt flowers took over the program and has kind of changed the culture of how they go about things here in muhlenberg but what jumps out at them most is when you look at the three-point shooting numbers for Muhlenberg. Wilson, who is a good shooting team, not a phenomenal shooting team, and is one of the top teams in the county in threes made. Exeter is just light years ahead of everybody else in the three-point shooting column. But Wilson is among the leaders at 105. And they have 30 more threes made than Muhlenberg. Muhlenberg in 18 games with only 75 threes for a program yeah. for a number of years. It was making 10 a game without without well, breaking a sweat. They, they lived and died by the three-point right. shot under Tyrone Nesby, and, 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 and there was success. Had, they enjoyed some great success, but this team is different. Um, they like to push it. They like to run 
especially with Kantner leading the way. Uh, they like to get to the basket, especially Killen and Collado. And I look for them to try to attack Wilson inside tonight. One other thing I want to make mention of is we're talking about the county playoffs, but obviously once the county playoffs are over with, then the district playoffs roll in. Wilson, of course, will be in the 6A classification. Muhlenberg, for the last time, will be in the 5A classification. They will move up to 6A next year. But Matt Flower certainly has his eye. He's not, he's not looking past anything. Don't get me wrong. But he is looking at the district playoffs. And we learned this firsthand last year with Exeter and Muhlenberg. Rick Perez told us flat out in January last year that Exeter was going to be a handful in the district playoffs because they knew the landscape ahead of them. And not only was he correct in the district playoffs in which Exeter won the 5A championship, but also ultimately reached the state championship as well. Muhlenberg and Exeter figure to be factors in there again. We talked with Matt Flowers about that. He certainly feels pretty comfortable with what they're facing each and every night in Berks County that his team is just getting themselves in better and better position come District 3 playoff Yeah, time. you know, even without a super team like Redding, and as he called the three musketeers or the three stooges, <laughs> I should say, Ruben Rodriguez, Miles Gray, and uh, Amir Berdine, you know, that there is not a super team in Berks County. And I know Berks Catholic's undefeated, and I know Kingston McCoy is out for the season with an injury, but the point is these teams are all even but they're, they're getting themselves better by playing against each other. Iron sharpens iron, the, the old saying. And I think Matt Flowers might have a point here. I think there are a couple teams in Berks County among the boys that could can make a run in the District 3 playoffs. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting because, I mean, obviously Berks Catholic is in a prime position. Fleetwood is in a prime position among the top seeds. But the others, the teams we're talking about, Wilson, Redding, Muhlenberg, well, yeah. Exeter, because they're beating each other up, they are not going to be highly rated seeds. They're going to be maybe in the 5, the 7, to 8, 9 category. And somebody might be in for a rude awakening because they're going to be a pretty tough 8 or 9 seed if you draw them. Right. In 6A right now in the district, Wilson is 6th and Redding is ninth, And, and <laughs> I would not want to play either one of those teams in the district playoffs. And in 5A, Muhlenberg is 10th and Exeter's 11, and six, 12 teams make the 6A field and 16 make the 5A field. So all these teams are on their way to the district tournament, and I, I really think it's going to take a really good team to knock out all of them. It's, it's kind of funny to think about. Imagine being the team, let's just say it ended that way, with Reading High being the 9 seed, and you're a team that ends up getting in the, the district playoffs and 6A is the 8 seed, and you get the three times defending district champion in Reading High as your first round draw. Yeah. That's got to be a little bit of a deflating thought process to teams that may not know what it is they're experiencing. Wilson and Muhlenberg tonight here at WEU. Again, with a little bit of a delayed start to tonight's game because it was senior night. Teams are out on the floor warming up. We'll take one more timeout. We come back. We'll have our keys to the game, our starting lineups, and get you set for the tip-off. High school basketball presented by Cross Keys Insurance on WEU tonight. Again, it is Wilson and Muhlenberg back to Laureldale with more of our pregame show after this. Honey, can you turn up the thermostat? I did turn it up. Well, what's wrong with it? I'm freezing. Can I be of service? 
When winter weather strikes, when your furnace is struggling and your thermostat can do nothing about it, one man will be by your side, fighting for truth, justice, and glorious heat in every room. What's the meaning of this? I'm the H.L. Bowman. Bowman. I, I know. You have your own choir, apparently. Well, did you know that the furnace technicians at H.L. Bowman can repair your underperforming furnace so it finally delivers what your thermostat tells it to do? So it's not the thermostat's fault? No, ma'am. Hey, Bowman, can I keep this cool arrow? Yes, sir. The H.L. Bowman Visit hlbowman.com. Welcome back to Walnut again tonight. Wilson and Muhlenberg. Thursday night, more high school basketball here on WEU. It'll be Redding at Wilson. And then Friday night, girls basketball action for you as Burke's Catholic takes on Governor Mifflin. Get you primed for the postseason, which is not that far away. Then next Tuesday night, we'll continue or we'll conclude our regular season coverage with Muhlenberg at the Geigel to take on Redding High. But we'll just be getting warmed up in our coverage going through the county, the district, and the state playoffs as well. It's time for us to take a look now at our keys to the game, and they're brought to you by REMAX real estate agent, Phil Macaronis. If you're buying or selling a home, Phil Macaronis is a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame. With over 20 years of experience running countless buyers and sellers, keys to their real estate transactions. Call 610-670-2770. Ask for Phil Macaronis for the keys to buying and selling your home. Bulldogs and mules, and Rich Garcella has his keys to tonight's game. Well, since we have an extended time here, we're going to go some extended keys. For, I, got, I got four or five. You got a whole ring of keys. I got, I got a, yeah, I got a whole ring of keys. Let's start with the visiting team, the Wilson Bulldogs. Um, be, the, the, the Bulldogs have to be strong with the basketball because Muhlenberg plays such aggressive on-the-ball defense. It's similar to how Redding has played over the years, similar how to how Redding plays now. You've got to be strong with the basketball because they're going to hand check and they're not going to call all hand checks. And and and, and Matt Cauldron made a point of that. Defensively, they've got to stop penetration without fouling. That's going to be easier said than done because, as we said, Shamar Killen, Alex Collado, and Jaden Kander all like getting to the basket, and they will attack the rim to try to get to the free throw line. This go, These two go hand-in-hand, hand, Bob. They, Matt Coldren wants to get Luke LeVan the ball. They did that against Exeter. He ended up with 14 points, but got a lot more touches than we've seen in previous games, and that the Bulldogs have to finish around the rim. That's something that they did. They were inconsistent about on last Friday night at Exeter. For, and the X factor, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Matt Coldren was so correct and so prescient uh, with picking the x-factor last friday we gave him another shot and he picked the same guy Corell akings <laughs> he wants Corell, his sophomore guard to play with composure and and to play with poise for the home team the visiting or the home team yeah the, the Muhlenberg mules consistency that the mules have been inconsistent and that comes from immaturity because they're a young team right he wants them to be consistent. The second thing is pace. They want to control the pace. They don't want Wilson to get into a half-court game, make this a half-court game. They want to play a full-court game, get in transition. They want, they want to play aggressive defense, their style of defense. 
forcing turnovers, forcing hurried shots, and they want to play with composure. That's something that Matt Flowers says they lacked last Friday in that upset loss at Governor Mifflin. And the X factor for the Mules is senior Kyle Archie. Because it's senior night, Matt Flowers is hoping that Archie understands the importance of this game and has a big night in his final well, his final regular season home game right. here at Muhlenberg. I, I want to go back to the point you made really on both sides, which is centered around the, the, the trapping and the full court pressure that Wilson's going to get from Muhlenberg. Because you would ask them about what, what, we, what Wilson did against Exeter. And Matt pointed out, and he's, as usual, spot on, that it's a different kind of pressure. And I said, the difference is, is Exeter is length. And he said, yeah, it, it's just that they, for them, it's getting over the top of them. Against Wilson, it's against the physicality of what they're going to do, as you said, about the hand check. And don't necessarily look for or wait for a whistle. But in the end of it all, he said it wasn't anything other than we just didn't execute our attack against their attack correctly. Especially in the second half. They were in the wrong places on the floor, especially in their full court offense. They were thro- inbounding the balls. And we commented on it. They were inbounding the ball directly into traps, right. whether it was along the baseline, the sideline, really bad angles. And Matt Coulter said it was a result of other players not being in their right position he mentioned a couple guys saying that when they when they reviewed the film of the game hey if you had been here you could see you would have been wide open that court was wide open you would have an easy layup so that's the thing matt wants to work to matt is looking for tonight from the bulldogs he wants them to space properly he wants them to be in the right locations on the floor especially in their full court offense yeah some of that obviously is a maturity factor as as these are both relatively young teams in a lot of ways so certainly on the experience side of things but in those kind of situations that that wilson was facing when it when we start to see things crumbling around you sometimes you don't want to be the guy that goes that you it might you instinctively maybe you might even know you know what i got to go to that spot i got to be the guy in the middle of the floor but i don't want to be the guy in the middle of the floor because i know the trap's going to come meaning only that sometimes that Guys are going to shy away from that spotlight just because of a lack of experience. Right. But we, what we saw is the, the passing. They not only just get, you know, passing the ball into traps, but the passing against that Exeter pressure, the passes weren't crisp. They were they were lobbing right. passes instead of making crisp passes. And Exeter is such a, you know, as a team with great length, they've with great wingspans, they're able to get into passing lanes. Here tonight, Muhlenberg is is not quite that type of team. But Muhlenberg it plays a different style. They will be in your face. They will be hounding you, being on the ball, and forcing you to either make the turnover or throw up a wild shot. And that is the staple of what Matt Flowers brought with him when he came from Reading High School, when he was the JV coach for Rick Perez for a number of years, each and every time you watch the JVs for Reading High play, they came after you for the full amount of time. And he is bringing that style and wants to play that style as much as he possibly can here in Laureldale. Tonight's starting lineups are brought to you by UECU. Utilities employees work hard every day to keep our communities powered and connected. Utilities Employees Credit Union has been serving them and their families with everything from mortgages to auto loans to savings for college. And now UECU wants to be there for you. 
Pennsylvania residents can now join UECU through their association with PACC. Visit UECU.org to get started. Federally insured by NCUA, equal housing opportunity lender. For Wilson coach Matt Coldren, both coaches tonight are graduates of their respective programs. Matt Coldren graduating from Wilson High School all the way back into 1990. And he is in his 23rd season now at his alma mater. And he is fifth all-time in Berks County boys basketball history now with 404 wins, 193 losses. And the Bulldogs will go this way. Luke Levan, 6'4", and a junior. Tommy Hunsinger, 6'1", and a senior. The inside players, if you will. Tommy McFadden, 5'11", and a junior. Carell Akings, 5'10", and a sophomore. Maddox Gruber, 5'10", and a junior are in the backcourt. Again, Akings at 10.9, Gruber at 10.3, and Levan just shy of 10 a game at 9.1 to lead the way for Wilson. Muhlenberg coached by Matt Flowers, who's a 2001 graduate here of the Mules. And the Mules will go with Jeff Collado, 6'2", and a sophomore inside, along with Kyle Archie, 6'3", and a, and a senior. The backcourt, Alex Collado, 6'2", and a senior. 6'2", junior, Shamar Killen, and 5'11", junior, Jaden Kantner. And again, that's where the majority of the points are coming from. Killen at 16.4 per game is eighth best in the county. Collado at 14.7. Archie's at 10, and Kantner at 8.9 to lead the way for the Mules. Wilson facing off against Muhlenberg. We'll take a timeout. We'll have the tip-off. We can back to Laureldale right after this. No regrets. You'll never regret switching to Erie Insurance, where you'll always be treated fairly. It's easy. J.D. Power ranked us highest in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance purchase experience two years in a row. So get a quote today. Call Cross Keys Insurance, 610-916-6190, or go to crosskeysins.com. For J.D. Power award information, go to jdpower.com. Erie Insurance. Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving unevenly? Having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up from Overhead Door. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. And business owners, we also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com Pennsylvania athletes, families, and fans, UECU invites you to enjoy their low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, members' rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by Buzzing. Get started online at UECU.org or stop by their branch in Why I'm Missing on Meridian Boulevard. That's UECU, a powerful new way to save money. Visit UECU.org slash checking to learn more. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. Welcome back to Lawler again alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool. Wilson and Muhlenberg, the Mules, as we talked about earlier, down a man, if you will, 
in the presence of Mike Miller. Again, not a guy who scores a lot. It's just under five points per game, but a defensive player and a very good all-around athlete. The knee injury, Matt Flowers going into some detail with us about it. It's something he suffered during the football season. Tried to tough his way through it through football and even into the basketball season. But ultimately, the decision was made. It was time to shut him down. The, the game that we had against Reading High, that double overtime game, was actually the last game in which Michael Miller played and has been out ever since. So they are down a man in the rotation. They've had some guys who stepped up. The One of the guys who really impressed off us with what he did that night was a freshman, Justin Armstrong. Didn't do anything spectacular in terms of the stat column against Reading High, but what he did was not back down. He's a five foot six inch freshman. Matt Flowers said, yeah, we, we have since that point in time moved him off, but he's no longer sitting up on the JVs. He's just a really tough kid, and we like the kind of stuff he can give for us. And on the flip side, after Wilson, Christo Hunsinger was out with a stomach bug on Friday night against Exeter. He is back and will play tonight. And, of course, the big thing for the Bulldogs, early on in the season, Tom McFadden missed the first five games with an ankle injury. He's been playing ever since, but he is not yet fully at 100% mentally more so than physically physically he seems to be fine it's just mentally sometimes tom mcfadden has been hesitant to go full speed because matt colgen keeps saying you have not yet seen the best of tom mcfadden we've seen some good from tom mcfadden for sure on the defensive side oh yeah he played great against kevin sands in the first half until sands <laughs> about Midway through the third quarter, just decided to take things into his own hands. And, and against Parker 9 as well Parker against Nine, First right, Catholic. That's true, too, for sure. But you mentioned Justin Armstrong, freshman. He's become more important with the in the absence of Michael Miller. He's a guy that Matt Flowers said has absolutely no fear. And he doesn't, you want to say he doesn't look like a freshman? Well, he does look like a freshman, yeah. but he doesn't play like a freshman. Yeah, he's, he like, he's he, five foot six and looks like. A ninth grader is yeah. exactly what he does, but he did not back down at all. And so now he is a, indeed a, a, a somebody who they will count on on the varsity for the Mules. Good crowd on hand again tonight. The Mules, Muhlenberg student body does a great job. They're bringing some of the seniors out into the starting lineup in addition to the actual starters. Matt Flowers not opting to necessarily start some seniors, but guys who will be in the mix for sure, like Drew, Drew LeClaire, sure. Jules Mar Martinez, and Julian Zabala also getting the opportunity to come out and be introduced here before tonight's game. Today's tip-off is brought to you by Chick-fil-A of Exeter, Fifth Street Highway, and Broadcasting Square, feeding and serving high school sports athletes and coaches for almost 40 years, almost as long as our pregame show that's how long yeah, we, 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 we set our personal record last year at reading high school uh that was a 70 minute pregame show this this was uh maybe about 50 so, so it was a bit of a long jv game and of course the senior night and so now we are indeed set to go our three-man officiating crew here on the whistles tonight in laurel justin work kirk singleton and adonis fleming and so we are set to go. The Mules in their home white with the blue and gold trim. And the Bulldogs in the visiting red with the white trim. Ball is in the air. and We are ready to go. And it's the Bulldogs and Tommy Hunsinger who control things for all the first possession. To the right wing for Gruber. 
And now to Tommy McFadden in the corner, guarded by Alex Collado. Again, the Collado brothers with Jeff Collado matching up against LeVan inside. Here's a long three from Gruber that hits off the front of the iron and rebounded by Kyle Archie, and the Mules want to go. Alex Collado from one end to the other, untouched to the bucket. Nobody stopped the basketball for the Wilson Bulldogs. Collado, Collado seeing no resistance, went right to the rack. From one foul line to the basket for Alex Collado, unfeathered, and ultimately a 2-0 lead in advantage of the Mules. Here's Akings off the screen from LeVan to the hole, Comes up with a scoop, not there. Kantner with a rebound. Kicks for Killen, and Killen in transition makes it 4 nothing. Yeah, Muhlenberg wants to run and has run on its first two possessions, both baskets. Wilson's got to find a way to slow that pace down. And here's a strip from behind by Killen. Ball loose on the floor. Kantner grabs it in a timeout call from the Muhlenberg bench. Matt Flowers quick with the timeout signal. As soon as Jaden Kantner dove on that basketball, he called the timeout and the possession for Muhlenberg. Two turnovers for the Bulldogs, a 4 nothing Muhlenberg lead, and it will be Mule basketball following the timeout. Yeah, it, Wilson ran a really nice set to get Maddox Gruber an open three. It was, a, it was long. Muhlenberg's Alex Collado got the rebound, and again, nobody got in front of him, and he went right to the basket. And the second time, another miss, and Muhlenberg ran and finished with a Shamar Killen layup. It'll be interesting to see how Maddox Gruber responds to that game on Friday night. Again, Wilson won the game. They got 64 points to win the game, but it was an off night offensively for Maddox Gruber, and we'll see how the junior responds to that off night if he's not maybe forcing up the shots a little bit, because that one was a little bit out of his reach. And it's the Mules with the basketball. Here's Cantner on the drive. Dumps it off to the baseline to Jeff Collado. Nothing there, and they swing it back around, and Cantner now on the low post entry pass for Archie. Guarded by Levant. Archie drives and kicks. Muhlenberg showing some patience. Cantner behind his back into traffic, tied up, and a foul. I believe they're going to get Maddox Gruber on the foul. It is. Bob, it's interesting. Tommy Hunsaker has opened the game plant guarding Shamar Killen, and Tommy McFadden is guarding Alex Collado. So Jaden Kantner at the free throw line. The foul on the Bulldogs. The first of the foul on the bat in the game against either side is against Mattis Gruber, as we said. Ended up fouling out of that game on Friday against Exer. Jaden Kantner at the free throw line. Excellent at the strike, but 83%, but he misses the first of two. And makes the second. So it's a 5-0 jump for the Mules. And here comes the pressure. Akings with the basketball, guarded by Kantner. They'll clear out and let Carell Akings bring the ball up the floor. Jeffrey Collado, the sophomore who Matt Flowers wants to be the enforcer, is guarding 6'4", Luke LeVan. Hunsinger thought about the screen and roll for McFadden, but a good job by Alex Collado to adjust. Here comes LeVan to the elbow. Kick out for Gruber, who thought about the three, decided not to. Gives it back to Hunsinger on the left wing. Huntinger guarded by Killen on the defensive side as well. Here's Gruber off the screen. Again, the screen and roll. Now they'll try to get it to LeVan, who could not gather it, and that's the third Bulldog turnover. Yeah, Wilson looks a little disjointed offensively so far, and that's because of the Mules' pressure. Two minutes and ten seconds into the ballgame, 5 nothing Mules on top, and they've got the basketball. Facing the man-to-man defense of Wilson. Archie back to Kantner, who drives, stops, Kicks now to Alex Collado, who drives. He'll kick back to Archie, who thought about the three, drives, and 
Kicks it back. Collado will take the three, and Alex Collado buries it. Yeah, McFadden was late getting back out on Collado after helping. Collado with the left-handed open three. Eight-nothing lead for the Mules. Number 30 from distance for Alex Collado with 5.25 to go. As Rich said, eight-nothing Mules on top. Levan, a long way for the basket, gives it back for Akings to the foul line. Back to Hunsinger to the corner. McFadden's wide open for three as well. Short, rebounded by Archie. Mules want to go. Wilson does a better job to get back defensively. Killen kicks it back for Alex Collado. Again, Alex the senior, Jeff the sophomore. As Alex Collado drives off balance, finish with the left hand. Yeah, Wilson's got to find a way to weather this storm. It's a 10-0 lead here in the first three minutes. Really not much of a surprise. Muhlenberg coming out hot early after the upset loss last Friday to Mifflin. And pretty much the opposite for Wilson, who was very good in the first half and now down 10-0. Akings from the corner, he's short. Archie, outlet pass up ahead again for Collado, who will drive, count the bucket, and he's fouled. Alex Collado, two more and a chance to make it three. He's already got nine points, going for ten. Timeout, Bulldogs, who they desperately need it. The foul called on Tom Hunsinger with four minutes and 36 seconds to go. Muhlenberg jumps out on top, 12-0. It's rocking here in Laurelville. And the Mules aren't done yet because Collado, who will now step to the free throw line, where he's a 65% free throw shooter to try to add to this fast, fast start for Muhlenberg. Yeah, and all but that three, everything is going to the basket. All the Muhlenbergs, the four other field goals, have been going to the basket. That's Collado's trademark. That's Killen's trademark. I go back to our conversation with Matt Flowers before the game. He was at the Wilson Exeter game on Friday night where we were and he talked about Kevin Sands and how he played downhill in the fourth quarter and got them to foul him that's exactly what his team is doing right now in this first quarter against the Bulldogs yeah Wilson this is you know Wilson giving up 12 or 13 points in three and a half minutes is highly unusual and they got to find a way to settle down especially offensively and, and, you know, they, they've taken a couple of threes, and Muhlenberg's gotten long rebounds and, ju- and ignited their fast break. Lotto makes the free throw. It's 13-0 Muhlenberg. No changes in personnel for either side. Akings all alone underneath. Gruber on a breakdown defensively gets a layup. Yeah, great, great look. Gruber, nice cut. He was all alone. Shamar Killen lost sight of Maddox Gruber, and the Bulldogs are finally on the board almost halfway through the first quarter. 13-2 Muhlenberg. As Jeff Collado has it in the corner from beyond the three-point arc and looking for some help, but finally gives it back to Killen, who will fire from long range and bury a three. Muhlenberg has not missed a shot yet, except one at the free throw line, 16-2. <laughs> as I said, Shamar Killen becoming a better three-point shooter as the season progresses. He makes it 16-2, and, and Akings, after another attempt at a steal from Muhlenberg, gives a open look for the Bulldogs, and Akings buries it. But right back comes Alex Collado for two more. Drove right to the basket against Tommy McFadden, who is an exceptional defender. Collado, five for five from the field with 13 points. Eight, 13 of Muhlenberg's 18 points. Excuse me, 12 12 of their 18. Here's Gruber off the screen. Gruber into traffic, switches hands and finishes with the left hand. Really nice finish by Gruber with the left hand. Muhlenberg out running again. They're not slowing down. 3.05 to go. It's 18-6. Mules on top. Killing with the basketball. 
And he goes the opposite way of the screen, gives it up in the corner for Cantner to the hot top for Archie. His three is off the back iron. First miss for the Mules. And Tom McFadden has the rebound for the Bulldogs. Inside of three minutes to go in the first. Lob inside to Levan, who makes the catch, misses it, gets his own rebound and the putback. That's the kind of thing they got to, Levan has to finish at the rim. That time he was able to get his miss and put it back. It's a 10-point game. Good entry pass from Hunsinger to get that bucket for Levan. And Mules now on top by 10. Here's the quick hands of McFadden, defensively tips it out of bounds. Substitutions both ways. Cam Zulinger, 6-foot junior. John Edom, 5'10 junior, will check into the game for Wilson. Into the game for Muhlenberg comes Drew LeClaire, a 5'9 senior, and Justin Armstrong, the 5'6 freshman we were talking about earlier in the game, also comes in for Muhlenberg. He also the basketball in an 18-8 lead with 2.25 to go in the first. Jamar Killen now guarded by Edom with the basketball between the circles. High screen from LeClaire. They switch up, and Zulinger now guards Killen. He's just standing between the circles and pointing people in directions. Off the screen from Armstrong. Gives it back. Nope, doesn't give it back. Now finally gives it up for Archie to the baseline. Guarded against Levan. Backs him down. Goes up strong and finishes. Nice move on the baseline by Kyle Archie. Got Levan to kind of hesitate and then went up and finished. Right in with the shoulder into the chest of Levan yep. to give himself some space. And Kyle Archie's first field goal makes it a 20-8 Muhlenberg advantage. John Edom in a corner. Nice dish for McFadden. Blocked by Killen, but right to Levan, and he has the putback. Yeah, nice finish by Levan. He's, he's, he's got to be more involved in this Wilson offense. Originally blocked by Shamar Killen on the shot by McFadden, but right to Levan, who now has four of the Bulldogs' 10. 20-10, to 10, Muhlenberg on top. 125 left to go in the first. Archie looking for some help, gives it up for LeClaire, and swings it around to the freshman, Justin Armstrong. Now back to LeClaire on the left wing, looking for a cutter and killing. They don't give it up. Collada will shoot over the top and not there. And rebounded by Levan. That's his first miss of the night after five, or excuse me, yeah, five makes. Wilson will wait now and set up their offense with a minute to go in the first quarter. Zulinger up high for Edom, swinging around. McFadden will pop for three. That's off the rim. Levan with a rebound, but a foul in the process. Archie and Levan fighting for the rebound, and I think they're going to get Archie on the body. That'll be the first foul against the Mules. And an, an inbounds play coming up for Wilson. Substitutions for the Bulldogs as well. Corral Aikings back in into the game for the first time comes 6-2 junior Christo Hunsinger. Wilson seems to have kind of gained their footing after that early flurry by Muhlenberg. And a great find on the backdoor cut from Zulinger to Hunsinger on the feed. Christo Hunsinger. Gets the two to pull the Bulldogs to within eight, 20 to 12. Muhlenberg on top. Right back comes Alex Collado with two more. What a quarter. Collado is so strong going to the basket. Almost tonight he's been almost unstoppable. 14 points already for Alex Collado. He's just about got his average of 14.7. And it's 22 to 12 with 20 seconds left to go in the first quarter in favor of Muhlenberg. Wilson with the basketball in the hands of Maddox Gruber. Nowhere to go, swings it back and around to the right corner for Edom. Back up high for Gruber, thought about the three. Akings won't think, he'll shoot, and it spins out on him. And rebounded by Shamar Killen and the Mules. Cross half court with three to Archie with two to one and gets it home before the buzzer. Kyle Archie and the Mules finish it in style. And after one quarter here in Laurelldale, 
It is the Mules 24, the Bulldogs 12. More high school basketball on WEU after this. You have auto insurance because, let's face it, stuff happens. And then you feel punished with a rate hike after filing a claim? Erie Rate Lock changes all that. With Rate Lock from Erie Insurance, your low rate stays great until you change cars, drivers, or your address. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Rate Lock does not guarantee continued insurance coverage. Insurance must meet necessary underwriting guidelines. Premium may change if you make policy changes. Not all products are offered in all states. Patent pending. Welcome back to Laurel alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCall. Well, if Matt Flowers wanted his team to play strong and aggressive tonight and not take anything for granted, they certainly didn't do that in quarter number one. Well, he told us three things are going to be important for us tonight. Pace, defense, composure. They showed all three in those first eight minutes, especially that early flurry in the first two, three minutes when they scored the game's first 13 points. The Mules, have, they've come out angry after that upset loss at Governor Mifflin last Friday. And can't be a better start than what senior Alex Colato has done. 14 points through the first eight minutes of the basketball game. And with that, the 24-12 lead, and Muhlenberg has the basketball to start quarter number two. Jeff Colato back on the floor, the younger brother of Alex, to Kyle Archie, to Colato, to the baseline for Jaden Kantner back on the floor. And also on the floor for the Mules is Eli Hemming, a 6'2 freshman. Collado fakes the three, drives and dumps it off for Archie and an easy two. Great look by Collado to Archie. Mules shooting an incredible 11 for 13 from the field. Now Muhlenberg showing a little 1-2-2 with Hemming out at the point. Wilson beats it, gets it inside for Akings, and it's blocked by Alex Collado from behind. It'll stay Bulldog basketball. What hasn't Alex Collado done so far tonight? Tom Hunsinger, Tom McFadden back into the game now for the Bulldogs. Matt Flowers said the X factor for them tonight would be Kyle Archie. I think he was mistaken because <laughs> Alex Collado has come out firing at both ends of the, of the floor. Inbounds comes to Tommy Hunsinger posting up against Archie. Hunsinger looking around for a cutter. Finds it in McFadden on the back door for an easy two. Yeah, great pass by Tommy Hunsinger. Wilson High School quarterback. Great patience as well, waiting for somebody to break open. And it leads to an easy two in the first two for McFadden. Makes it a 12-point game again with seven minutes to go in the half. 26-14 Mules. Wilson has to find a way to prevent, and there it is, to prevent Muhlenberg from getting to the basket. First turnover of the night for the Mules on a takeaway by Cam Zulinger. Stepped away from the post-entry pass to Kyle Archie and took it away. Here's Akings on the opposite side, thought about three. Now he needs somebody to come high, and it's Maddox Gruber guarded by Collado. Takes it on the dribble, a little floater off the back iron, not there. Tipped out, and Gruber runs down his own rebound. Swinging around for McFadden to the baseline for Zulinger. Dump it off inside for Hunsinger, too far underneath to do anything. Wilson will reset as Akings drives and is bumped and fouled. That one's going to be on Archie, I believe, and if so, that's two. Kyle Archie picks up his second. So both fouls against Muhlenberg, against Kyle Archie. And they're going to get him out at the next stoppage. But right now, Wilson's got the basketball for a Gruber three in the corner, not there. Tip loose on the floor. 
and ultimately picked up by Eli Hemming. Ahead for Archie, who's going to pop for three. That's not there. And LeVan pulls down the rebound for the Bulldogs. See if Wilson doesn't try to attack Archie with those two fouls. McFadden will drive. McFadden offensive foul. He tried to get Cantor out of his way, and he did with a little push. Offensive foul, Tom McFadden and the Bulldogs. Turnover number four for Wilson, and Killen will come in, and now they'll get Archie out. So it's Cantner, Alex Collado, Jeff Collado, Shamar Killen, and Eli Hemming. The five on the floor right now for Muhlenberg. Alex Collado, the lone senior, has the basketball drives. Again, with the off-balance finish not there, and LeVan gathers another Bulldog rebound. That was the first shot that he really forced all night. Stays a 12-point Muhlenberg lead with 5.40 left in the half. Gruber left alone, long three is money. Yeah, he had time to set his feet to take a look at the rim and drained it. 23rd of the season for Gruber, makes it a, a, a nine-point game. Hemming from the left elbow, not there. Gruber has the rebound. Now Gruber wants to go. Muhlenberg does a good job to get back defensively, and the Bulldogs will set up their offense. From the wing is Hunsinger. Entry pass to LeVan, back to, to Hunsinger. He wants to drive, cut off by Kantner. Up high, Aikings left alone for three. Got it! Great patience by Tommy Hunsinger. Finds Aikings at the top of the key for the three, and suddenly the Wilson's within six. And now suddenly Matt Flowers gets a little bit nervous after being on top by 14 points in the early moments of this second quarter. That is now a six-point difference as Wilson is on an 8-0 run, including a couple of threes, one from Gruber and one from Aikings. A couple of big shots, and the Wilson Bulldogs now knocking down those threes. I mentioned this in the pregame show that the Bulldogs are among the top teams in the county in threes made. Two more in this quarter gives them 107. They've had several open looks from three-point range. It looks like Muhlenberg has focused its defense on denying the ball inside, but yet Wilson has also had open layups off their offense. Um, you know, the, it's, it's really something. Wilson kind of steadied itself after that, you know, 13 nothing start. Now is, do, is working effectively on the offensive end and now on the defensive end, too. They, they got to keep preventing, got to keep stopping Collado and Killen from driving to the basket. That's their bread and butter. You talked about the pace of this game very early on in this broadcast. And obviously, pace in quarter number one was to Muhlenberg's liking. It no was doubt. a frantic pace. Right now, Wilson being much, much more patient in their offensive set, and it's paying off for the Bulldogs. Yeah, Wilson, Matt Coldren, and the Bulldogs never lost their composure. Cantner drives inside, not there. The long arm of Luke Levan may be redirecting that just a bit. Bulldogs have it in the open floor. Aikings through traffic, up off the rim, not there. Alex Collado has the rebound. Up ahead for Cantner with a catch, a dribble. Blocked by Levan, taken away by the Bulldogs. Zulinger up ahead. Aikings is ahead of the pack and will finish for two. Great defense by Luke Levan. Cantner is not afraid of anybody Try. Try to take it to Luke LeVan. He came up with the block. It started Wilson's fast break. And it's now a 10-0 run for the Bulldogs. Killen trying to change that. His jumper is short. Hunsinger has the rebound. Bulldogs now with a bigger bounce in their step. Hunsinger to the foul line. Down by four are the Bulldogs with 4-10 to go. Inside, LeVan with a baby hook, and it's two. That's it, one of his favorite shots. LeVan drains it, and now we have a two-point game. 
Wilson well, once trailed by 14. 26 to 12 has now become 26 to 14 as McFadden deflects this out of bounds. Maddox Gruber now will come in after a brief respite on the bench, and McFadden will take a breather. I mean, we're only a quarter and a half into this, and we've had a 13-0 run by Muhlenberg to start the game, and now a 14, a 12-0 run by the Wilson Bulldogs. Shamar Killen, Alex Collado, Jaden Kantner, Jeff Collado, and Justin Armstrong, the five on the floor for the Mules. Alex Collado, a senior. Comes out high to get it. Stripped from behind by Gruber. The ball's loose on the floor. Gruber's shaking up a little bit. Zulinger up ahead for Akings again. The tying bucket is no good. And rebounded by Killen. Muhlenberg has it back the other way. Collado waits for help. Kicks it out. Gets it back in the corner for three. In and out. Tipped around. Out of bounds. No. Saved by Akings for Jeff Collado who dumps it in. That will end the run and make it a four-point game as yeah. Jeff Collado gets his first two. Gruber's still favoring his leg. Got banged up at the defensive end. Muhlenberg now in his zone. Three minutes left to go in an entertaining first half. 28-24 Muhlenberg. Skip pass from right side to left and back to the top for Gruber. Zulinger, great find inside for Akings and two. Yeah, pretty pass by Cam Zulinger to Akings. Found the seam in the zone. Zulinger to Akings for a deuce, and it's a two-point game. Collado going at LeVan. LeVan stays on the floor, and Collado gets it home. Yeah, yeah Jeffrey Collado expected to be the, the presence inside for the Mules. Scores against the taller LeVan. Matt Flowers wanted to be aggressive. He scores, and now he's barking on defense out on top of that 3-2 zone defense. Yeah, Muhlenberg has seemed to lost its juice on defense that they had that first four or five minutes. 30-26 Mules. They've never trailed in this game after scoring the first 13. Akings for Gruber on the right side. Molson standing around a little bit right now on the offensive side. And now they'll reset and back to Akings. Long way from the basket with two minutes to go in the half. Akings and Gruber just playing catch with one another. Now LeVan comes to the right corner. Muhlenberg, we weren't happy to see him get it there. High post is Hunsinger. Looking for a cutter, nothing there. Hunsinger will kick it out. Zulinger left alone, left wing for three, is way short, and rebounded by Killen. Jamar Killen has it in the open floor. Skip pass for Armstrong. Does the freshman for three is no good. Tipped, rebounded but to Collado, who goes to the bucket, missed it. On the run out, it's Gruber. Gruber in the open floor. Euro step and stripped and fouled by Killen. Jamar Killen trying to go for the steal, gets some skin instead. Actually, they called that on Jeff Collado, not on Shamar Killen. They were both there. It's Jeff Collado who gets called for the foul. His first, Mule's second, and a two-shot foul coming for Maddox Gruber. Wilson has done a nice job slowing Mules, the Muhlenberg transition game, too, and that's because they're making baskets. Early in the game, they weren't, and that got Muhlenberg's fast break going. But now it's they've kind of settled in defensively, forcing Muhlenberg to work its offense, to work its half-court offense and not its transition offense. McFadden back in for the Bulldogs. Tom Hunsinger out. Drew LeClaire back in for the Mules. And Jaden Kantner comes out with Maddox Gruber at the free throw line. Mix, makes the first, misses the second. So eight for Gruber and a three-point Millenberg lead at 30-27. to 27. Shamar Killen drives. Shamar Killen tries to finish. Lands on top of the defender. And that's going to be an offensive foul on Shamar Killen. His first, team's third. 
And the ball will go back to the favor of the Bulldogs, down by three. I think Zillinger took that. He did a nice job there drawing that charge. Killen had made his mind up to go to hard to the basket. He comes out now. And Kantner right back in. So it's the Collado brothers, Alex and Jeff, along with Justin Armstrong, Drew LeClaire, and Jaden Kantner. Much smaller lineup on the floor right now for the Bulldogs. Or for the Mules, excuse me. And LeVan underneath trying to post up here against Alex Collado. 105 to go, and the Bulldogs down by three. They've got possession. It's that 3-2 zone defense for Muhlenberg. Olsen just kind of playing catch with it out near half court. I think Matt Colson would be satisfied with (laughs) playing for one shot and either going into the half, down three, down one or tied they were down 13 nothing to start they were down 14 nothing early on in the second they're within three right now and it looks like the bulldogs are going to hold for a final shot here in this possession now down to 25 left to go in the first half so maddox gruber takes a look back sees what his coach wants them to run they're going to put levan in the high post zulinger in the low blocks with Akings on the left wing, McFadden on the right, and Gruber at the top. Now that switches, McFadden on the right wing is Gruber with eight on the clock. Looks inside for Levan. Levan, again, with the height advantage over the top of everybody. The Mules had a foul to give, and they took it right there. It's going to be Arn Armstrong. So he takes his first and the fourth for Muhlenberg. And now they'll bring in... Matt Marte. Matt Marte is a 6'3 junior. They'll bring him in and get Armstrong out, give them more size inside against LeVan on the inbounds with 4.7 to go. McFadden looks for the inbounder. It's Gruber. Gruber step back for three, and the tie is off the rim. LeVan tipped it, but it's short, and that will bring us to halftime. What an amazing series of runs in this <laughs> ballgame. Wilson looked like they were on the ropes. Muhlenberg ends up seeing them come back to make it a three-point game after 16 minutes, the score. Muhlenberg 30, Wilson 27. We'll take a timeout back with our Lincoln Plumbing Heating Halftime Show right after this on WEU in Reading. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit rednersmarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at rednersmarkets.com. Looking for a game-winning play for your next tailgate or get-together? Score big this season with trays from Chick-fil-A. Delicious chicken nuggets and chicken strips, fruits and garden salads, chocolate chunk cookies, and their delicious mac and cheese. Make a play with Chick-fil-A and you'll be a winner every time. Visit Chick-fil-A at Broadcasting Square, 5th Street Highway, and Exeter Commons. Chick-fil-A voted America's favorite fast food restaurant. You've heard this. You've heard of tonight's halftime show brought to you by Lincoln Plumbing and Heating. When you need a plumber, get a good one. Locally owned and operated for over 50 years, Lincoln Plumbing has the experience to offer a leaky faucet to whole bathroom remodel. Call 610-376-0863 for Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, as honest as their name. Alongside Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. You've heard of a tale of two halves. Well, we had a tale of two quarters in this one. 
Wilson dominated by Muhlenberg in the first quarter, 24-12. Mules after a quarter. Quarter number two goes the way of the Bulldogs, 15-6. I don't know which is more impressive, the 24 for Muhlenberg in the first quarter or the defensive job by Wilson to hold them to six in the second. I, I think we, <laughs> there's a lot of things we could say about this half. <laughs> number one, big picture. It shows you how close these teams are in Division One, and I'll also include Burks Catholic and Exeter in Division Two. They're just very, very tightly matched. Wilson did a great job weathering the storm, not folding after allowing Muhlenberg to score the first 13 points of the game. Came back, they 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 got their footing on offense, they started to run their offense, they didn't turn the ball over, they were taking better shots, getting better shots, and at the other end, they slowed Muhlenberg's transition game down and prevented the Mules from driving to the basket, especially Alex Collado. And of course, the irony of all of this is it, the scenario for both of these two teams was the exact opposite the tail end of last week, which had Wilson in command of the game against Exeter and then ultimately giving up a significant lead to the Eagles and then holding on down the stretch to win the basketball game. And the must and the and Muhlenberg coming off the upset against Governor Mifflin feeling a little bit down on themselves. And maybe that's kind of why the first quarter started the way it did, with Muhlenberg wanting to kind of erase that memory of that loss against Governor Mifflin and came out as aggressive and as strong as they did, whereas Wilson may be a little bit complacent after the after that tail end of what happened to them in that fourth quarter of dominance by Exeter in Ripton on Friday night. Yeah, Muhlenberg came out fired up and w- w- just from the get-go, and especially Alex Colato, who had a monstrous first quarter with 13? 14. 14, excuse me, didn't score in the second quarter, went 0 for 3. Muhlenberg did, or Wilson did a much better job keeping him from penetrating and getting to the basket. But, yeah, Muhlenberg came out with plenty of fire. Wilson held its ground, like I said, got its footing on offense, and then on the defensive end, stopped Muhlenberg's transition game and kept Collado and Shamar Shamar Killen from getting to the basket. I don't want to overemphasize the point, but it is very much the point with these two teams, and that is pace of play is paramount for their success. And when Muhlenberg was playing at their pace and in their style, which is what they were able to do in the first quarter, and get up and down the floor and get points, get runouts, get steals. They obviously were in command of this basketball game. When Wilson, and to use your terminology, and it's spot on, weathered that storm and then became patient in the second quarter, they were able to run their stuff, and they got a bunch of great looks in quarter number two. Yeah, Wilson was passed the ball really well the last quarter and a half of the first half um, and, and did get open looks from the three-point line Groover hit one Akings hit one uh they but they they didn't make any other ones but they were getting open looks but they were getting better shots inside whether it was getting the ball into Luke Levan or just cutting back door uh they got they got much much better shots in the second quarter yeah be curious to hear what's going on if we could we could kind of pipe into the respective locker rooms of what both coaches are talking about i would i would think that matt coldren's kind of talking about look we had this situation on friday what he was disappointed in and has been disappointed with his team at it sometimes is how they play when they're ahead not contented with putting teams ahead putting their putting their foot on the throat if you will and putting teams away like that game against Exeter. he said that's where we've struggled the most on this season 
He's in an opposite side tonight and probably happy to see his team respond and not allow Muhlenberg to do that to them. And for Matt Flowers, I think he can pretty much say, look, I told you, if we play strong, if we play aggressive, we can be stronger. We can be more aggressive. Don't let their, as he likes to call it, their football players think that they can be more aggressive. Go after them. We saw Kyle Archie put his shoulder into the chest of Luke LeVan and just clear space and have a factor in the first quarter. Kyle Archie and Jeff and Alex Collado combined for 18 points in the first quarter, two in the second. Yeah, it's really something. Kyle Archie ended up with two, but Shamar Killen had none right. in the second quarter. Uh, yeah, Wilson just, boy, they showed a lot of resiliency there. Let's see if they can maintain that patience on offense and that tenaciousness on defense where they keep Muhlenberg from getting to the basket. 30-27 is our score. Muhlenberg on top of Wilson. We'll take a timeout back with more of our Lincoln Plumbing and Heating Halftime Show after this on WEU in Reading. Hi, this is Mike Kuhn with Kuhn Funeral Home. We're proud to announce four convenient locations to serve you. Kuhn Funeral Home in West Reading and Temple, Berkey and Driscoll in Hamburg, and Worker Troutman in Pottstown. Compassionate professional service while working cohesively as a team is what sets our family business apart. Thank you for believing in us, and we promise to always be there for you. At Cross Keys Insurance, we don't just sell insurance, we help you buy it. The right package, the right price, the right security for your home, family, or business. Cross Keys is an independent agent, and we'll search different companies to find the right combination of price and coverage to meet your needs. Call Cross Keys Insurance at 610-916-6190 to get the key to your security. The key to your security. Cross Keys Insurance. Welcome back to our Lincoln Plumbing Eating Halftime Show. Individual scoring in this one. We talked about Alex Collado in the brilliant first quarter for the Muhlenberg senior, 14 points in the first quarter, nothing in the second, but he obviously is still the leading scorer for the Mules with 14 points. Kyle Archie was six, five for Shamar Killen, four for Jeff Collado, and one for Jaden Kantner. All five Mules, who all five Mule starters scoring in that first half. For Wilson, aided by a big second quarter, Carell Akings with nine, and eight for Maddox Gruber, six for Luke Levan. Two each for Tommy Hunsinger and Christo Hunsinger. And the Bulldog total of 27. Rich Garcella has some scores to update you. Yeah, we have some boys scores here. Uh, you know, we got a late start here in Muhlenberg, so these games are uh, in the second half. Governor Mifflin and Twin Valley in a Burks 1, Burks 2 crossover game are tied 42-42 with less than two minutes left. Burks Catholic has a 34 34- 28 lead over Conrad Weiser late in the second quarter. That's a Division II game. And Exeter uh, continuing to, to uh, or bouncing back from the loss. Friday night also won Saturday. Leading Daniel Boone 48-28 to 28 in the third quarter. Fleetwood, the Burks 3 champion, playing a non-conference game, non-league game tonight. Leading Garden Spot 53-32. And in the Division Four game, it was Ante- it is Antietam at the half, leading Topahawka 28-24. One girls game of note, Wilson defeated Muhlenberg 65-40. The Bulldogs 
wrap up the Division I championship. So a reminder of this one, start out all mules. How much so? How about 13 to nothing? Muhlenberg on top to start this one. It was 24-12 after a quarter, and then Muhlenberg scored the first two points of the second quarter to go on top by a score of 26-12, and then Wilson responded with a 12-0 run of their own to cut it to a two-point game, and it's now a three-point game as we get set to start quarter number three. Muhlenberg 30, Wilson 27. Again, alongside Redding High in the mix of all of that, Red Knights with a night off tonight to get ready for their game on Thursday at Wilson. We'll have that one for you here in WEU. But the standings in Division One coming into tonight's game, Wilson at 6-2, and two, Redding High's at 6-3, and three, and Muhlenberg at 5-3. and three. So this is really, if you're going to win Division One for the Muhlenberg Mules, must-win territory. Yeah, absolutely. Muhlenberg won't necessarily be won't be mathematically eliminated tonight but this is a big big game for them if they want to win the division one championship they'll go to daniel boone on thursday and then wrap things up at the geigel on a, a week from tuesday and we'll have that one for you in weu the return of rick perez back to the geigel as now an assistant coach here at muhlenberg wilson starts with a basketball here in the third quarter almost turned it over they get it back to Levan at the high post underneath to Hunsinger. Kicks it to the corner to Akings, and he's swinging around. Nearly a turnover right away for the Bulldogs. Gruber from the left wing trying to attack the defense. Swings it back. Hunsinger for a corner three and a tie off the rim, off the top of the backboard and out of bounds. Again, patience by the Bulldogs on offense after the near turnover in the first few seconds of the third quarter. They worked, the, worked it around. Tommy Hunsinger had an open look from the right corner. Didn't fall. Kyle Archie and Alex Collado, seniors, sophomore Jeff Collado, and juniors Jaden Kantner and Shamar Killen, the starting five for the Mules. Killen drives, kicks it to the corner to Archie, who gives it back to Alex Collado, who's off the screen shooting a three. Not there. Kantner flies from nowhere to grab the basketball, battling with Gruber, and it's out of bounds. Kantner carried it out of bounds. It'll be Bulldog basketball. Also, excuse me, Muhlenberg will respond with some full-court pressure. Looks like man-to-man variety. And now Wilson will just clear everybody out. They'll let Carell Akings, the sophomore, take it across half-court. Tom Hunsinger, the lone senior on the floor for the Bulldogs. Wilson running that 1-4 set that was effective against Exeter the other night. McFadden into the paint, up and over. Jeff Collado for two, and it's a one-point game. Let's see which team maintains its composure best here in the second half. Muhlenberg had the upper hand in the first four minutes, but Wilson bounced back seemed to, and got its footing. Here's Archie, drives, tucks, shoots, and scores. Strong move by Kyle Archie and got the roll. Eight points now for Kyle Archie. It's back to a three-point Muhlenberg advantage with 6.20 left to go in the third. Akings from the left side, guarded by Kantner. Looking to, for the post up to Levan. He's got the catch. Kicks it back. Aking spots up for the three and the tie off the rim. And rebounded on the long re- long bounce by Jaden Kantner and Muhlenberg. Yeah, three mules def- guarded Luke Levan once he touched the ball inside. They surrounded him, forced him to get the, kick the ball back outside. Akings who missed the three. So it's a 32-29 advantage for Muhlenberg. And inside goes Kantner in the land of Giants, and Jaden Kantner will score his first field goal. Kantner, not the biggest guy on the floor, but he is fearless, loves to go to the basket. 
Three points for Kantner, and it's a five-point Nuremberg lead as a result at 34-29. Right wing is McFadden. Up high is Akings. His, sp- his three spins out, and Killen has the rebound. Quickly up ahead for Kantner. He'll wait for help. Killen will drive, kick, corner. Archie thought about the three, decides not to. Runs the offense for Killen. She can't shake loose of the defense of Tommy Hunsinger. Now sets a screen for Jaden Kantner. Yeah, that's a really good matchup. Hunsinger against Killen. A lot of a lot of muscle there. A lot of strength. They'll go one-on-one again. Killen will give it back instead for Kantner, who gives it back for Killen on a switch. Now aching guards Shamar Killen. He'll give it up for Alex Collado, guarded by McFadden. It's a long possession for the Mules. Jeff Collado off the dribble, not there, and rebounded by Levan, all alone underneath. Up ahead for Gruber. Gruber sees an opening, drives to the hole. No, they're going to say a foul before the shot. Maddox Gruber wanted the continuation, but this isn't the NBA, so he's not <laughs> going to get that call. He'll get the foul called instead. Not sure. I thought they put up uh, two. There it is, number two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that, it was that, one, two. That, that, that we only got Kander is what I thought. I thought he put up one finger. Yeah, he put same up two. here. Same here. And it, so it is on Jaden Kantner, and that's his second. Inbounds play for Gruber. His three is no good. Bulldogs trying to get the threes to fall in this third quarter and coming up empty. Milnberg has the ball back in the hands of Collado. Drives to the foul line. Kick. Corner. Three fake by Kantner. Gives it up for Archie. He'll take the three from the top. That's off the back iron. And rebounded by Gruber. Wilson doing a really good job preventing second chances for Muhlenberg. Akings tries to go baseline. Kantner cuts him off. Gruber will pop for three. That's no good. And back off the guy, off the backdrop. And it will go back over to Muhlenberg. Wilson 0 for 5 this quarter from three-point range. Their only basket, a 2 by Tommy McFadden. It's a 4-2 quarter so far in favor of Muhlenberg. What was a three-point Muhlenberg lead is now a five-point Mule advantage as we hit the halfway mark of the third quarter. Killen inside for Jeff Collado. Back to Archie from the right wing. To the baseline for Killen. Blocked from behind by Levan and rebounded by Levan. Just got enough of it to make the shot come up short. Akings drives, kicks, McFadden baseline. Out of bounds, last touched by the Bulldogs. Bob, you can see at the other end... Muhlenberg wants to get to the basket, and Wilson is just not allowing them to do so without strong contesting each drive strongly. Senior Drew LeClaire, freshman Justin Armstrong will come in for the Mules. Jeff Collado, Shamar Killen will come out. Three minutes, 45 seconds left to go in the third. Muhlenberg 34, Wilson 29. Wilson in a little bit of a zone here, a little bit of a trap, and it's forced the turnover. McFadden with the deflection off the hands of Armstrong. Turnover Mules, just their fourth. Been relatively light in the turnover column on both sides. And the Bulldogs down by five, get it back. Up ahead for Gruber. Gruber guarded by LeClaire, waits to set up the offense in the hands of Carell Akings between the circles. For Levan, high post. McFadden swings it around for Hunsinger. Hunsinger trying to get by Kantner, gives it up for Akings from the right elbow. Akings drives, tucks, misses, rebounded by Alex Collado. So some cold shooting in the third quarter on both sides. Alex Collado from one end to the other, not there, but an offensive foul wouldn't have mattered. 
Alex Collado gets called for the offensive foul, and we're going the other way. Yeah, I would say it's great defense, Bob. I really do. I, I think the defense by both teams in the half court has been excellent this quarter. Cam Zulinger back into the game now for the Bulldogs as Hunter, Huntsinger comes out. Jamar Killen back into the game for Muhlenberg. Jaden Kantner comes out. Actually, it's sure who came who, who it is who's on the sidelines shaking it's actually Collado Alex Collado getting a little looked at by the trainers right now he's down on one knee couldn't see the number after committing the offensive foul right so it's the Bulldog basketball down by five aching spins in traffic not there gets his own putback that's not there and Kander came down with a rebound but falls to the floor and travels and gives it right back yeah aching's got two shots <laughs> up in traffic just couldn't get either one to fall and then Cantor came down with the rebound and fell, committed the traveling violation. Alex Collado now back up and on the Muhlenberg bench as his younger brother Jeff now will come into the game. And Justin Armstrong comes out. Mules need to get some size in there as Wilson attacking the offensive glass. 2.51 to go in the third. Backdoor cut for Zulinger on the inbounds. Kicks it back for Akings who drives and kicks, for, kicks it for McFadden. Gruber, Akings, Zulinger, and Levan, the five on the floor for the Bulldogs. McFadden alone for three, in and out. Rebounded by Kantner on the deflection. Muhlenberg's really packing its defense in the, into the lane, allowing the outside shots, but giving up nothing inside. Killen will shoot for three. That's halfway down and comes back out. Somebody tighten the rims at halftime. Here comes Gruber in the open floor. He comes up empty. Here's Killen back the other way for Muhlenberg. Up ahead for Kander to the bucket, and it's home. Yeah, Kander is such quickness. Gets to the basket on the fast break. Muhlenberg up seven. 36-29, Mules on top as Muhlenberg's run off six straight. 2.05 left to go in the third. Wilson with just two points here in quarter number three. And they scored the first two points of the quarter. And that's going to be a five-second violation to defensive Kyle Archie. Terrell Akings didn't attack it. Wilson will turn it over. They'll get John Edom into the game now as Matt Colgin looking for somebody who can give him some offense as McFadden will come out. Let's see with Jeffrey Collado out if Wilson can get the ball inside to Luke LeVan when they get the basketball. But right now the Mules have it. Alex Collado back in the game as well as Justin Armstrong for the Mules with 1.50 to go in the third. Muhlenberg on top by seven. Killen for Archie. Cutter is Kantner to the bucket, off balance, and finish with the left hand. Jaden Kantner with two pretty finishes, one in transition, one in the half court. He's got six in the Mules, eight points here in the quarter. And it's now a nine-point Muhlenberg advantage with a minute and a half to go in the third. Edom thought about pulling the trigger in a corner three. Zulinger at the top. They're trying to get the ball into Levan. Armstrong and Akings battling for position down low, and they're going to get Armstrong on the hold. That's going to be his second, and Muhlenberg's third. Boy, Wilson really, really needs a basket here. 120 to go in the third. One, Bulldogs one, inbound underneath. One for 11 from the field here in Ooh. the third quarter. <laughs> Inbounds for Levan. It's poked away by Archie, but Gruber will run it down in the backcourt. Gruber, Zulinger, Levan, Edom, and Akings. Good look to Gruber off balance, not there. Edom over the top of everybody for the putback. Yeah, Gruber went to the basket, tried to get the foul. Edom rebounded on the weak side and put it back. His first two points makes it a seven-point Muhlenberg advantage inside of a minute to go in the third. 
It's the second made field goal of the quarter for Wilson. After Wilson had got it to a one-point game at 30-29. to 29. Out high is Archie. Right side is the freshman Armstrong. Poked and checked and fouled by Akings. First on Akings. First on the Bulldogs in the quarter. So they had plenty of fouls to give here as Tom Hunsinger will check back in and Gruber will come out. Christo Hunsinger also will come in for Wilson and LeVan will come out. I wonder if the Mules and Matt Flowers are going to give Wilson a little dose of its own medicine here and play for the final shot here in the last 37 seconds of the third quarter. Well, if you're Wilson, you can play the foul game here because you got fouls sure. to give. You only committed one foul. So you could make three, you can commit three fouls here if you wish with 30 seconds to go in the quarter. I think that's exactly what Matt Flowers wants here. Tanner going to dribble between the circles and out close to half court. Zulinger tries to come out and get him. He goes by him, goes inside and scores. Jaden Kander for two more. He's got eight here in the third quarter. Jaden Kander been the, been the difference. A nine-point Muhlenberg advantage with 10 on the third quarter clock. Aikings dribbles himself into a double team. He's tied up. They'll go to the jump ball. Possession arrow is Muhlenberg's. That's Jaden Kander with the defense. He's sort of taken over this game here in the third quarter. Turnover number three in the quarter for the Bulldogs. And with 7.9 left in the third, Muhlenberg gets it back and a chance to maybe extend on what is now a nine-point advantage. Killing. On the foul. entry, they'll foul it. Is, yep. John Edom commits the foul. So this is where Matt Coldren will play the foul game here. Edom commits just his first and the Wilson second. Again, you can commit four fouls. The fifth sends the opponent to the foul line. And none of the Bulldogs is in foul trouble. So you're going to see another one here for sure. Inbounds to Kantner if they can catch him. And they finally grabbed him. Zulinger will foul him. That'll be the third. So they can foul one more time now with 3.9 to go. That's the problem. You can't let Jaden Kanner get a step because no, otherwise no. you can't foul him. You won't be able to catch him. Zulinger has the task of trying to guard Kantner. Killen will inbound. Looking for Archie along the baseline. Kicks it back for Armstrong. The freshman's three at the buzzer is no good. And that will do it for the third quarter. The first quarter belonged to Muhlenberg. The second to Wilson. The third to the Mules. After three, Muhlenberg 40. Wilson, 31, the final eight coming your way on WEU after this. Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving unevenly? Having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up from Overhead Door. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. And business owners, we also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com UECU is a proud supporter of Pennsylvania athletes and families. They invite you to enjoy their new low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, member rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by Bazing. UECU membership is free online at UECU.org or simply stop by the credit union while missing on Meridian Boulevard. UECU, a powerful new way to save money. Visit UECU.org slash checking to learn more. Welcome back to Muhlenberg alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool. We start the fourth with the Mules on top of the Bulldogs, 40-31. to 31. Well, as I said, going to break, Rich, if you go by the pattern of quarters, this quarter should belong to Wilson. If you go by pattern of broadcast on WEU, 
it should belong to Wilson too to make it close. Yeah, this is going to this is going to be a close game based on the history that we've had this season. But Jaden Cantor took over the game in the third quarter, four for four from the field, all going to the basket, eight points, and Muhlenberg has a nine point lead despite Alex Colado and Shamar Killen not scoring the last two quarters. Wilson with the basketball to start the fourth, they get an Aching's three that's short. Scramble for the rebound with Kantner and Gruber fighting for it. I believe they'll go to the jump ball on the possession arrow Muhlenberg. again. We'll give it yeah. to Muhlenberg because Wilson got the ball to start the fourth. So the three, not kind to Wilson since the second half began. Right. But but Kantner, Matt Coldred expressed his concern about him. He can he could break you down and get to the rim at any time, and that's exactly what he did in the third quarter. Since the 19-point game he had against Redding High, Jaden Kantner just figuring out for Muhlenberg. He's got nine in this one. As Rich said, eight of those nine coming into third. Muhlenberg's first possession to the fourth. Run a little weave at the top to Archie in the corner. Shamar Killen, Justin Armstrong, Alex Collado, and Jaden Kantner, the five on the floor to start the fourth for Matt Flowers' Mules. 40-31, Muhlenberg on top, and they've got the basketball. 55 seconds into the fourth quarter. Matt Flowers contended to kill some clock, shorten the game. Yeah, McFadden guarding Alex Collado, Aikings guarding Killen. Killen with a nice crossover and a Euro step finish for two. Killen's first points since he had five in the first quarter gives Millenberg an 11 point lead. And a steal on the other end as the entry pass to Levan is taken away by Kantner and then a foul trying to get it back against the Bulldogs. Yeah, Levan's got to learn how to keep the ball high. He had the ball down near his waist that allowed Kantner to make to make the steal and draw the foul with a 42 31 lead and a turnover by the Bulldogs Muhlenberg gets it back and nearly had taken right back again Wilson going to go with a full court trap here in a 1-2-2 but a kick ball by McFadden puts the ball stopped and out of play Matt Cauldron hoping defense fuels offense because the Bulldogs have struggled miserably here in the second half on offense nice job by Muhlenberg to get it in the half court now Matt Flowers will want them to run a little offense here. They were very patient on their last set. Here's Kantner breaking down a defender, driving to the hole, count the bucket, and a foul. Jaden Kantner taking over this ball game in the second half. Yeah, his quickness is just too much for any Wilson defender to handle. He finds a way to get to the basket there, scores again, draws the foul, has a chance to give Muhlenberg a 14-point lead. Sixth time this season, Jaden Kantner's been in double digits. And then all of it, almost all of it's come in the second half. He had one point at halftime on a one for two at the foul line. He's got 10 here in the second half with a foul shot to come. And that's no good. And the rebound is gathered by Aikens, but Kantner knocked it loose from behind and gets it right back. Another Bulldog turnover. Here's Armstrong on the drive. The freshman up and under. Count the bucket and he's fouled. Five foot six <laughs> and went to the rim against six four Luke Levan and scores. Yeah, but he thinks he's bigger than five six. <laughs> and it wow. sat on the rim with a ton of spin on it. And eventually it fell through. It even got Matt Flowers up in the air off the floor and the foul to try to make this a three-point play. Yeah, I, thought it, I thought it was on Luke Levan, but it was on Tommy Hunsaker, his second. But Levan was right there. Armstrong didn't care <laughs> if the guy was a foot taller than him. He went to the basket fearless, as Matt Flowers said. He's fearless, and he finishes the three-point play. So his first points of the game, first points off the Muhlenberg bench, and he'll come to the Muhlenberg bench to a 
big round of applause from his teammates as he has made this a 16-point Muhlenberg lead at 47-31. Biggest lead of the ball game for the Mules with 6 minutes and 10 seconds to go in the game. Wilson desperation mode now. Hunsinger breaks down his man, drives and rolls it home. Tommy Hunsinger for two. A nice drive by Tommy Hunsinger gives Wilson a much-needed basket. Here's the 1-2-2. He... Two, two. They get it across half court to LeClaire, who runs into and, and travels. As LeClaire tried to put on the brakes but could not stop and turned it over. The question is, can Wilson make enough shots to come back? Do they have enough offense to come back from this 14-point hole? Can they find somebody to make a three? Yeah. That helped them in the second quarter in the comeback. They have not been able to find a three-pointer here in the second half. Edom thought about it. McFadden has it in the right corner. Out high, Aking's top of the key, and there it is on cue. They needed that desperately back within 11 after being down 16. Second of the night from beyond the arc for Carell Akings, 22nd of the season. He goes for a steal on the other end, will commit a foul instead. That'll be the second on Akings, the third on the Bulldogs. Stops the clock with 5.25 to go, and now an 11-point difference in favor of Muhlenberg. Hunsinger out of the game now. Cam Zulinger into the game for the Bulldogs. Along with Gruber, Edom, Akings, and McFadden. Armstrong back in the game, and he gets it in the corner. Alex Collado also back in. Good find to Killen. One extra pass, and it's taken away by Wilson. One pass too many for the Mules, and the Bulldogs have it back. Gruber bumped and fouled by Archie. Archie in foul trouble in the first half. That's his first foul since. His third is Muhlenberg's first, and it will be Wilson basketball underneath. 47-36, Muhlenberg on top, Wilson basketball. Both teams with smaller lineups. Wilson may be trying to combat the quickness of Kantner and Armstrong. 5.05 left to go in the ballgame. Right corner, McFadden. Akings cuts through. He can't get it to him. Now Akings trying to post up against Armstrong. Kicks it out for Edom in three. That's off the rim. Long rebound is gathered up by Akings and fouled as well. Killen and Armstrong were both there. Killen. It's Killen who gets the foul. It's his second. And another play underneath for the Bulldogs as Drew LeClaire will check back in and Armstrong comes out. Bulldogs just trying to post up the 5'6 freshman. So they'll get him out and get LeClaire back in. McFadden trying to desperately get it in. Nice play by Gruber to take it away from LeClaire on the inbounds. Gruber drives, tries to score, not there, but a foul. Two-shot foul coming up for Maddox Gruber. Looking for his first points of the second half. Yeah, it's crazy. He went 0 for 4 in, this, in the third quarter. Trying to score here, of course, with the clock stopped. Important for Wilson as it tries to come back from this 11-point deficit. I believe they called that foul on Drew LeClaire. Yes. So it's his first, Newell's third, and Gruber at the free throw line. One for now three on the night as that one spins out on him. Maddox, a 72% free throw shooter, gets one more here. Armstrong back into the game now for Muhlenberg as LeClaire comes out. Killen also coming back into the game for Muhlenberg as Gruber makes them both. It makes one out of two. So nine for Gruber and a 10-point Muhlenberg lead. 47-37, 440 left to go in the ballgame. Alex Collado, Shamar Killen, Drew Kantner, 
Justin Armstrong, Kyle Archie. Collado at the high post, lost his balance. Did he get bumped or is it a travel? Officials are going to confer which way they want yep, this. It's a travel. That's what they're calling. Yep, traveling violation on Collado. The question was whether or not he lost his balance on his own or was he pushed, yeah. and the officials decided, Adon- nope. Adonis Fleming and Kirk Singleton blew their whistle, and they just wanted to make sure they, right. they both had the same call, Correct. and they did. Correct. And so now it's Bulldog basketball back. As LeClaire comes back in and Armstrong out, a little offensive and defensive substitution for Muhlenberg. With Wilson, 4.30 to go in the ballgame. Wilson here on a little 6 nothing spurt within 10 after being down by 16. McFadden tries to go baseline, yeah, no offensive foul. Yeah. Ran right into Kyle Archie, who really sell, helped sell the call. As McFadden will pick up his second on the offense. Yeah, he used his right arm to just push off, and there was, there was no question about that call. Armstrong back in, LeClaire back out again in that offensive and defensive substitution. Tommy Hunsinger back on the floor now for Wilson. McFadden comes out with 4.22 left to go. 47-37, Muhlenberg on top. They've got the basketball. Kander steps between this trap. Gives it up for Armstrong, who gives it up for Archie, who swings it back for Kantner. Kantner try to get it off, and it's taken away. Akings has it if he can gather it. Still trying to gather it, and he finally does. Akings in the open floor, up and under and foul. Terrell Akings took a long time to gather it, but he got it. Yeah. I was going to say, Bob, Justin Armstrong has been on the floor here the entire fourth quarter. It shows you how much confidence Matt Flowers has in the 5'6 freshman. He and Kantner have really, really made a difference in the third quarter, maybe the first minute or two in the fourth quarter. But now Akings has a chance to pull at Wilson within eight. Foul called on Armstrong, his third. Terrell Akings shooting two. Akings at the foul line for the first time tonight. He is a 70% free throw shooter and makes the first. So he gets it to a single-digit game again. And with another foul shot to come. Again, we've had such a game of runs. Wilson is now on a 7-0 run. (laughs) Akings trying to make it 8-0 and trying to make it an 8-point game. Halfway through quarter number four. Grell Akings with 13 on the night. Make it 14 on his 2-for-2. He'll come out now and McFadden back in. 47-39, 47-39, our score. Wilson trailing. Muhlenberg will have the basketball facing the 1-2-2 for the Bulldogs. Aikens, by the way, in double digits for the 11th time this season. They get it to Kantner, who quickly gets it across half court. Wants to set it up, but McFadden slapped it away. Fifth turnover of the quarter for Muhlenberg. 47-39. And an entry pass inside to McFadden, who tries to get a defender up in the air. Missed the shot. And it's rebounded by Armstrong. Yeah, Wilson really needed a basket there after getting the turnover. High post is Collado. Kick out Kantner for three. No. Tipped on a run out. It's Zulinger and Wilson. Zulinger drives, spins, and fouled. I'm calling this a two-shot foul, I believe, on Cam Zulinger to the line. A, I think it's the fifth foul anyway, Bob. You are correct. Yep, and it's on Kantner, and it's his third or his second? Third. Uh, it's his second. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was his third, too. So Zulinger at the free throw line, shooting two, looking for his first points of the game. Cam Zulinger averages five a game and is a 61% free throw shooter on the season. Substitutions in the game, Carell Aikings in, Maddox Gruber out. Shamar Killen back in for Wilson. 
for a minute, I thought, I thought we weren't going to have a, another fantastic finish, but uh, <laughs> I'm getting the feeling that we're going to have another one here. It's a seven-point game with Zulinger's second free throw, also good to make it a six-point game. Wilson on a 10-0 run, was down 47-31 with 6.17 left, has cut the lead to six. Muhlenberg dices the defense, gets it up ahead to Archie, who drives, count the bucket, and a foul. Tried to get the offensive foul, but they said no. It was a bucket good and a foul on Hunsinger to put the Mules on the line to try to make this a three-point play. It definitely was not a, a charge, and it's fouls on Hunsinger, his third. But I think Matt Cauldron is arguing that it shouldn't have been a block either. But there was contact. So count the bucket for Kyle Archie. That puts him in double figures for the 11th time this season. And now a chance to add to that if he can finish off the three-point play. Declare back in for the Mules. Armstrong out. And Archie does indeed finish off the three-point play. Also stops the 10-0 run by Wilson. Huge spot there. Now Muhlenberg comes a little 1-2-2 of their own. Aikings across half court, avoids the trap, gives it up for McFadden, swings around, Edom tried to force the pass. It tips right back to Edom, who dumps it for Zulinger, count the bucket and foul. Great heads-up play for Edom, almost threw it away, got it back and found Zulinger for two. And yeah. a foul. Yeah, and a foul is on Killen, and that's his third. Yeah, great play by, great reaction by Edom. Aikings at the beginning of the possession almost lost the ball and his pivot foot, but he held it, held it both, held the ball and the pivot foot, and Edom eventually got the ball to Zulinger, who has a chance at a three-point play. And does. Five straight now for Cam Zulinger. He'll take a breather. Maddox Gruber back out, or back in, rather, with 3-0-1 to go, and now it's back to a six-point game again on the three-point play for the Bulldogs. Wilson's 1-2-2 press has been effective. Collado avoids the trap, gets it for Kantner, who gives it back for Collado. Have to hurry up across the timeline and do for Archie in the baseline. Archie, cutter is Collado, drives, contact, no whistle, and Collado will count it for two. They're his first points since he had 14 in the first quarter. Everybody kind of froze for a second, expecting a whistle. Akings for three in the corner is money. Carell Akings with another three, his third of the game, second in this quarter. Folks, don't go anywhere. <laughs> 52-47, Muhlenberg with 2.34 to go. Uh, Akings, really, wide open three. That was silky smooth. Makes his third three of the night. 17 now for Carell Akings. You asked Matt Coldren who his X-Factor is. And for the second straight game, he said Carell Akings. He had 15 against Exeter, 17 tonight. And he has eight here in the fourth quarter as Wilson trying to mount a comeback and regain, or not regain the lead, gain the lead for the first time. Yeah, they were down 13-0 in the first quarter, down 14 early on in the second, and we're in trouble again, down double digits here in the fourth, but they have pushed it back now to a five-point game after Aikings three, with two minutes and 34 seconds to go. Muhlenberg on the other side, six turnovers through three quarters, five here in the fourth. Yeah, Wilson's defense has been extremely effective, especially with this 1-2-2 full-court press. Matt Flowers was not happy that, that the Mules gave up a wide-open three to Corral Akings from the left corner. Both teams with three timeouts remaining. Both teams also over the limit in fouls. Any foul will send your opponent to the line to shoot two for the remainder of the ballgame. 
which has two minutes and 34 seconds left to go. Entry for Archie. Dangerous pass is taken away by Akings. Akings to the bucket. No. Whistle. Which way are we going? Offensive foul. Correll Akings. They'll give it right back to Muhlenberg. Again, there was a hesitation. Both officials blew the, two officials blew the whistle. Justin worked with the call. Offensive foul on Correll Akings. That's going to be his third, and the Bulldogs' tenth turnover gives it right back to Muhlenberg with 2.28 to go. Kander now will beat the pressure by himself. Up ahead for Archie, for Collado. Right side for Armstrong. Collado trapped, gives it up for Killen. Looks for the backdoor, tipped by Akings. Akings is everywhere right now. Yeah, Wilson's playing great defense. Watt Flowers is desperate for a timeout because his team was desperately going to turn it over, and he avoided that by tracking down an official and called the timeout. 52, Muhlenberg 52, Wilson 47, 2-11 left. Wilson forcing six turnovers here in the fourth quarter, playing terrific defense, doubling and triple teaming the basketball. Muhlenberg was in serious trouble of turning over that basketball right there for what would have been a second straight possession, but Matt Flowers avoided that. Shamar Killen was trying to get possession of it. He had three Bulldogs around him. But eventually, Matt Flowers called the timeout. Now, we've had a game here for the last several minutes, like five guards for each team. It's like ten guards on the court. And right now, you know, in the last three or four minutes, Wilson has gotten the better of it. But they were down 16. It's down the lead. is Muhlenberg lead is down to five. One of the stats that has grown in the game of basketball is deflections. And Carell Akings is racking them up in this game right now. He has got his hands on a ton of pass possibilities for Muhlenberg. And here's another one. This time it'll be McFadden who comes up with a steal. In the open floor is Edom. Eurostep move, not there. Tipped and rebounded by Alex Collado and Muhlenberg. He wants to go with it. Up ahead for Killen, who will score. Yeah, that was a big miss by Edom. Edom, it, it was contested, but that could have brought the game with it, brought the Bulldogs within three. Nine for Killen and a seven-point Muhlenberg lead with 1.40 to go. Gruber scores inside. Off-balance finish for Maddox Gruber. He threw it from behind his ear off the glass, and it went in. Timeout, Wilson with 1.38 to go. Bulldogs will call the 30-second timeout as they're now down by five on the bucket by Gruber. 11 now for Maddox Gruber. And both teams with two timeouts to go. Again, both over the limit in fouls. So it's two-shot foul times for both sides either way. 138 to go. Muhlenberg 54. Wilson 49. Wilson is forcing the turnovers. It's 4 7 here in the fourth quarter. They just haven't been able to convert enough of those turnovers into points. Seven Muhlenberg turnovers here in the fourth. And they'll have the basketball now against this 1 2 2 that Wilson's used effectively to force some of those turnovers. Collado for Kantner. Avoids the trap by giving up the Collado, who didn't catch it cleanly. For Kantner, clock is ticking. Up ahead, Killen finds Archie. And now they beat the 10-second situation and can run their offense. Collado, opening. Doesn't want to look. He'll swing it back. Killen time. It's a good decision by Collado from the high post. Smoked away and a foul. Gruber thought he got all ball, but thought he got some hand as well. Maddox Gruber gets called for the foul on the slap away. And it will put... Muhlenberg on the line again. Any foul is a two-shot foul. Maddox Gruber picks up his second. And it's Collado who will shoot two. Alex Collado, that is. 
at the foul line for the first time since the first quarter. He had 14 points in the first quarter, two since. And he'll shoot two here. First is good. 65% free throw shooter, Colado. Go back to that double overtime game against yeah. Reading High. They shot the lights out from the free throw line, did Muhlenberg in that one. Helped end up winning that game by 87-74 because of how good they were at the foul line. It was a double overtime game. They won by 13 points. Colado goes two for two, so he's got 18, and the lead is seven, 56-49. Another 1-2-2 look for Muhlenberg for Akings. Kicks it out. Zulinger corner for three, in and out. Tipped and controlled by Kantner. There's the trap. The ball is loose. Bodies on the floor. Who's coming away with it? Jump ball. Possession arrow is the call. And it's Wilson it's, ball. It's Wilson basketball. That's the eighth turnover of the quarter for the Mules. Colado just couldn't catch it cleanly, and that got him in trouble and allowed Wilson to apply the trap. And the turnover with 58.7 gives it back to Wilson down by seven. They need points fast. They need it. Absolutely need a score on this possession. Around the perimeter against the 3-2. Nuremberg guarding the three. They'd give up the two if the, if the opportunity presents itself. Gruber for a long three is well short. Long rebound. Battle for it. Gruber and LeClaire run into one another, and they're going to get Gruber on the foul. Yeah. Gruber sprinted after the basketball, going after the miss, ran into LeClaire. So that will put Drew LeClaire on the foul line as Maddox Gruber picks up his third. 42.3 now left to go in the ballgame, and Drew LeClaire will shoot two for the Mules. Each team with two timeouts, both teams in the bonus. Claire misses the first. Claire without a point so far in the game, and now four for ten at the free throw line after that first miss. Here's another one coming his way. Colado, Archie, LeClaire, Killen, and Kantner on the floor for Muhlenberg and LeClaire's second is good. Makes it an eight-point Muhlenberg advantage. 57-49, 40 seconds to go. Gruber, McFadden, Edom, Zulinger, and Akings on the floor for Wilson. They're working around the perimeter. Akings baseline up and home. Like I said, they'll give up the two. Just don't want to give up, the, don't want to get the three. Akings gets the two. Making a six-point game with 30.7 left to go in the ballgame. Yeah, Muhlenberg was extending its zone to to stop Wilson from taking an open three. Forces Wilson to go inside. Akings with the drive. I think Muhlenberg will be happy with the two rather than the three. Akings now with 19. His career high was the 23 he had against Muhlenberg the first time around. So Matt Flowers will be happy to see Carell Akings out of his vision at least for the time being. Again, Muhlenberg with a road trip against Daniel Boone on Thursday. Wilson with a home game against Redding on Thursday. We'll have that one for you here on WEU. 30.7 left to go in this one. Muhlenberg 57, Wilson 51, and it'll be Muhlenberg basketball following the timeout. Yeah, if Wilson ends up losing this game, they're down six with 30 seconds left. It's, they, they've gone through too many droughts. The first quarter... They didn't score for the first three or four minutes. Then in the third quarter, they went two for 13 from the field, scoring just four points in those eight minutes. And and now um, this, their, their defense has been exceptional here in the fourth quarter, forcing eight turnovers, but they just haven't been able to convert enough of them into points. 
Again, the first one went to overtime in West Lawn back in December, 57-56. Bulldogs won it. This one, 57-51 right now with 30 seconds to go. Billenberg beats the trap. It's a three-on-one and a layup for Justin Armstrong. Yeah, that should do it. Millenberg up eight with 20 seconds left. Corner three for Gruber is good with 18 to go, and Wilson will use its final timeout with 17.5 as Maddox Gruber buries the three. But back to that three-on-one, well played by Alex Collado in the middle of the floor. Yeah, he, nice nice job. Armstrong open on the left side. I, can't, I think it was killing on the right side. Goes to Armstrong, who finishes the lap. Again, Matt Flowers with a lot of faith and trust in that 5'6 freshman who's been on the floor this entire fourth quarter. He has five in the fourth quarter to lead Muhlenberg. Uh, this, if, if Muhlenberg holds on here, each team in Division One will have three losses. 17.5 left to go. Three teams, excuse me, Correct. three losses. 17.5 left to go in the ballgame. Muhlenberg 59, Wilson 54. Bulldogs just used their last timeout. And it will be Muhlenberg basketball following the stoppage. So obviously nothing changes in the scope of things in the sense that Wilson will again come after them in that 1-2-2 and try to get the trap off of the inbounds pass. They've been effective with it. They just haven't always been able to score off of it. Wilson, excuse me, Muhlenberg with eight turnovers in this fourth quarter. Matt Flowers said to me before the game, well, these gray, if I keep getting these grays, I'm coming up here and working with you in the booth. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> He's going to have a few more by the time this one's over with. Kyle Archie to inbound. That's a five second. Ah, did That's he get it? Turnover. Nope. What? Did they Wait get the timeout? Wait a minute. There's going to be. That's the question. Again, you can't, there's a point where you can't you call the timeout. Seconds, you cannot call a timeout. But Matt Flowers had one of the officials right beside him, and he called the timeout. So they save the possession with the timeout, and they still have one timeout left to take. Yeah, that was that was close to being a five-second count. Yeah, there is a point where if, the, if you get the four as an official, even if you see the timeout, you, you can't cannot, call it. Yeah, you can't call it. And it was, it was teetering on three and a half. And so Muhlenberg will still have the opportunity to inbound. And they still have a timeout left if they need it. This is why it's always good if you are the inbounding team to still always have that one timeout in your pocket. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't sent somebody deep for, for a baseball pass the length of the court because there's, there's, the spacing isn't really good by Muhlenberg. All four players are kind of really close, which allows one Wilson player to guard maybe two. And it... it I'm surprised like they haven't sent Cantner deep because Cantner has the best speed on the team, best speed on the floor, too. Archie, the football player, wide receiver in the Muhlenberg football team. Got a couple of teams. Armstrong goes, yeah. Armstrong who, went deep. Who are recruiting him to be the inbounder. They get it to Collado, and they'll foul him immediately. So Alex Collado will go back to the free throw line where he just made a couple of free throws and shoot two more. Fouls on Cam Zulinger. So Collado with 18 on the night at the free throw line to shoot two more for the Mules. 15.8 now remaining in the ballgame. They get 19 for Collado. He's been in over 24 times in this season so far. Another free throw here would make it five. Drew Leclerc now will come in for defensive purposes for the Mules. And Collado does indeed make them both. 
61-54 Mules. Makes it a three possession game, almost an impossible situation for the Bulldogs. Wilson needs the quick hoop. Edom will drive and finish. And Wilson will, Muhlenberg will take their time to inbound to Collado, who's bumped and fouled with 2.9 left to go. Collado's going to get to shoot two more. I think so. Or was there a timeout? There was a timeout called before that. I I think. Question is, is whether the timeout was called before the foul or was the foul called? 2.9 left to go in the ball game. It's a five points Muhlenberg advantage. And again, whether the timeout was called on the inbound or after the foul was called, I would assume it was called on the inbound. It looks that way because the officials are still down on the other end of the floor with the ball to inbound. So Muhlenberg will inbound following the timeout their last. Bob, we want to congratulate Burke's Catholic senior Josh McCoy who scored his 1,000th career point tonight in the Saints' victory over Conrad Weiser. Joins Amaya Stewart, who went over the 1,000-point mark, the junior girls basketball player for Wyoming, who went over the 1,000-point mark earlier this season. So Mjolnberg will inbound. Both teams out of timeouts. 2.9 left to go in the ballgame. And Mjolnberg will inbound from the far end, from their far end. Here's the long baseball pass up ahead for Archie, the wide receiver, Makes the catch on the basketball floor, and that will do it. On senior night here in Lauderdale, the Muhlenberg Mules from wire to wire win it over Wilson. The final score, Muhlenberg 61, Wilson 56. We'll take a timeout back with our postgame show. Words with winning coach Matt Flowers, our Judd Firestone Plumbing Player of the Game, and our Angstad Family Dental Play of the Game, all when we come back to Lauderdale after this. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. Pennsylvania athletes, families, and fans, UECU invites you to enjoy their low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, members' rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by Buzzing. Get started online at UECU.org or stop by their branch in Wyomissing on Meridian Boulevard. That's UECU, a powerful new way to save money. Visit UECU.org slash checking to learn more. Honey, can you turn up the thermostat? I did turn it up. Well, what's wrong with it? I'm freezing. Can I be of service? When winter weather strikes, when your furnace is struggling, and your thermostat can do nothing about it, one man will be by your side, fighting for truth, justice, and glorious heat in every room. What's the meaning of this? I'm the H.L. Bowman. Bowman. I, I know, you have your own choir, apparently. 
Well, did you know that the furnace technicians at H.L. Bowman can repair your underperforming furnace so it finally delivers what your thermostat tells it to do? So it's not the thermostat's fault? No, ma'am. Hey, Bowman, can I keep this cool arrow? Yes, sir. H.L. Bowman, Visit hlbowman.com. Welcome back to Laureldale as our postgame show gets underway after Muhlenberg wins it tonight over Wilson by a final score of 61-56. And that will tie Wilson and Muhlenberg with one another in the Division I standings, both now at 6-3 and three in the standings, and actually with Reading High as well, all three of them now 6-3. and three. Rich Scarcella has caught up with winning coach Matt Flowers. Rich, take it away. Thanks, Bob. I'm here with Muhlenberg coach Matt Flowers after the Mule's 61-56 win. Matt, can you just talk about your kids' resilience after losing at Mifflin to come back and putting out an effort like this tonight? Uh, I call it resilience. You know, our kids were resilient tonight. Our kids kept their composure tonight. Our kids grew up tonight. You know, we've been in this situation plenty of times to where, you know, we were up, we were down, and today we took that right step in the right direction of growth. You scored the first 13 points of the game. What was it, do you think, was in your kids tonight, the way they came out? From the, at the beginning of the game? Uh, I think it was a sense of urgency. Our kids really want to win this game, you know, to take our seniors out on the right note. Um, I thought today they came out, and I thought in the second quarter we got very, we got very, uh, we were comfortable. Uh, we talked at halftime about, listen, this is a sense of urgency right away. Let's go. You held Wilson to two for 13 shooting in the third quarter. Then you got a big fourth quarter from Jaden Kantner. How important was that? to hold off Wilson, Kantner's performance, in the and Justin Armstrong in the fourth quarter. Uh, i tell you what, man, we got we got some fighters as guards. And as I told you guys earlier today, listen, our guards are fighters, and, you know, when, when it's time to go, our guards know. Um, Jaden has been consistent uh, the whole season. You know, LJ, uh, Justin Armstrong's coming off really well for us right now. Uh, he's playing really tough, really aggressive, uh, and he just continues to grow as a freshman. Do you feel with the, the regular season winding down and – you only you have you have Reading next week. Did you have to have this game? Did you feel? Yes, this was a must-win for us today. Um, like again, we, we didn't talk about nobody else but today. Sense of urgency, win today. Um, and I thought today they won today. So now the top three teams in Division One all have three losses. So it looks like it's going to come down to the wire again. <laughs> maybe next Tuesday at Guy at the Geigel. What is it about the three of these teams? And how closely they are matched. Uh, we're fighters. You know, we're all fighters. Uh, we got, we all have great kids. Uh, we all work extremely hard. Um, you know, it's going to come down to who wants it the most. Uh, but right now, we got to worry about Daniel Boone on Thursday. We can't worry about nobody else. Matt, thanks a lot. Congratulations on the great win. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. Matt Flowers. Bob, back up to you. Thank you very much, Rich. Matt Flowers and the Mules. Matt Flowers winning his 48th game since taking over this program here in Laurel. Again, he is a product of this program, as was Rick Perez, and now they are compadres here in Muhlenberg with Matt Flowers, now the head coach, and Rick Perez, his assistant. And those two will return to the Geigel, as Rich said, on Tuesday night to take on the Reading High Red Knights and finish off the regular season. That should be a lot of fun, and we'll have that one for you here on WEU in Reading as well. Again, all three of them, Wilson, Reading, Muhlenberg, now tied for first, second, and third, if you want to look at it that way, all tied at six and three 
in the Division I standings. We'll take a timeout back with more of our postgame show, our player and play of the game, and a whole lot more from Laurelville after this. Again, Muhlenberg with a W tonight, 61-56. to Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving unevenly? Having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up from Overhead Door. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. And business owners, we also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com UECU is a proud supporter of Pennsylvania athletes and families. They invite you to enjoy their new low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, member rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by Bazing. UECU membership is free online at UECU.org or simply stop by the credit union Why missing on Meridian Boulevard. UECU, a powerful new way to save money. Visit UECU.org slash checking to learn more. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. Pennsylvania athletes, families, and fans, UECU invites you to enjoy their low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, members' rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by Buzzing. Get started online at UECU.org or stop by their branch in Why I'm Missing on Meridian Boulevard. That's UECU, a powerful new way to save money. Visit UECU.org slash checking to learn more. Welcome back to our post-game show. It's time now for our player of the game, and that's brought to you by Judd Firestone Plumbing. Whether it's a dripping faucet, a drain backing up, or plans for remodeling a bathroom or kitchen, it's important to have it done right. Judd Firestone Plumbing has more than 85 years of combined experience serving the community. You can call them at 610-678-9080 for Judd Firestone Plumbing here in Laureldale, or you can find them on Facebook. And our player of the game, Rich Garcella, was talking about him a moment ago with Matt Flowers. Jaden Kander, when this game was on the ropes in the third quarter, and it was a three-point game at halftime, thanks to Wilson's comeback in the second to make it a three-point game, for a while in the third quarter, and quite a while for that matter in the third quarter, nobody could find a bucket anywhere but Jaden Kander. He ended up scoring out of the 14 points scored in the quarter for both teams, Jane Kander had eight of them and eight of Muhlenberg's ten as Muhlenberg outlasted Wilson in quarter number three by a 10-4 advantage and ultimately take a nine-point lead into the fourth. And Muhlenberg eventually pushed that up to a double-digit lead. But Jane Kantner, again, in double figures tonight. The junior, the sixth time this season he's been in double figures, averages nine on the season. He had 11 tonight. But those eight points in the third quarter when he was the only one who could get anything done, certainly a big plus for Muhlenberg in addition to his work 
helping and trying to fend off Wilson's pressure defense that was forcing turnovers. Muhlenberg turned it over eight times in that fourth quarter, helping Wilson climb back into this one. Now it's time for our play of the game, and that's brought to you by Angstadt Family Dental. Let their family take care of your family. Visit angstadtfamilydental.com for more information. And in the middle of all of that Angstadt Family Dental play of the game was Alex Collado. He was in the middle of everything for Muhlenberg offensively tonight. He is the game-high scorer with 20 points. And Alex Collado ultimately with a takeaway on one end of the floor, and it turned into a three-on-one. And the old school of basketball tells you on a three-on-one, take it to the middle of the floor and get your wings on each side. He had Shamarla Killen on one side, and he had Justin Armstrong on the other. Collado took it to the middle of the floor, and even though he was their top scorer, he ended up dishing it off to Armstrong, who got himself an easy layup and helped Wilson be held at bay by Muhlenberg. And the unselfish play of Alex Collado leading to the layup and our Angstadt Family Dental play of the game. Collado finishes with 20, fifth time the senior has been in double figures, or excuse me, has been in over 20 points on the season. Also in double figures tonight for Muhlenberg was Cantner with 11, Kyle Archie with 11 as well, Shamar Killen with 9, 5 for Drew LeClaire, 4 for Justin, Ar- excuse me, 5 for, for Armstrong, 4 for Jeff Collado, and 1 for Drew LeClaire, and Muhlenberg's total of 61. For Wilson led tonight, Carell Akings with another strong offensive performance and defensive performance for that matter. He leads the Bulldogs with 19, 14 for Maddox Gruber, and 6 for Luke LeVan, 5 for Cam Zulinger, 4 each for Tom McFadden and John Edom, 2 each for Tom Hunsinger and Christo Hunsinger, and the Wilson total of 56. 61-56, Muhlenberg on top of Wilson tonight, and as I said a moment ago, Rich, that now makes this a three-way tie at the top of the Division One standings. Wilson, Redding, and Muhlenberg, Redding with the off night tonight. So all three of them now at six and three. You were asking Matt Flowers about the three teams and why they're so close, and he's talking about the players. I'll add in the coaching because all three of them, it's a, it's a familiarity. Sometimes familiarity breeds contempt. They all have respect for each other and what they do. They all know each other very, very well, obviously. But all of it combines for just some good basketball. And it's teams who know each other very well. And it's why I think we get these great games night in and night out. Yeah, it, it, this, was a, this was a really uh, hard-fought game. Wilson just had too many offensive droughts to win this game. Yeah, whether it was point. in the beginning, Whether it was in the beginning of the game when Muhlenberg scored the first 13 points or in the third quarter when Wilson was just 2 for 13 from the field and scored just 4 points. And even in the fourth quarter, Bob, they forced eight turnovers, but they didn't score enough off those turnovers to win this game. Um, you know, and it's been a story. We've talked about Wilson for this year, last year. They they just, they're missing just a, a, a piece offensively. Um, you know, when, when the game is on the line, they held on Friday night against Exeter. I expect them to come out firing on all cylinders, Thursday night when they play their senior night game against Reading. Yeah, Matt Flower, Matt, Matt Coulter has been talking about that game with us every time we talk to him, every game we talk about how mad and frustrating he was that they let that game get away because they had an eight-point lead in, in the third, third quarter, quarter yep. and yep. the turnovers got Wilson night at the Geigel and felt like they let that one get away with the Red Knights coming out of there with a W. And so 
Wilson certainly has been looking forward to that rematch, and that will happen on Thursday night in West Lawn. This result tonight, this game, underscores what we have been saying all season, that the top five, maybe six teams in Berks County are very evenly matched. (laughs) And when the playoffs start on February 12th, it could be anybody. Whoever gets hot that week will end up being the champion. And, you know, we've talked about the team and the coaches have talked about the five teams in one and two because that's what they know. That's what they're playing every night, those five right. teams in Division One and Division Two, There's a team in Fleetwood, and we got to see them earlier this year, and we got to see them a lot last year. They're not the same team they were this year because they're missing their top scorer from a year ago, but they are still a very good team. Aiden Sumas is pretty close to going over 1,000 points. Yeah. But there's also a player that Fleetwood has that nobody else has, and that's a young man by the name of Hunter Zavoda who happens to be six foot eight and 275 pounds. That makes a difference because there's nobody else. Yeah. It's, you go back to Anthony Cachese last year at Exeter. It just can make a difference when you have a player that big. He's headed to William & Mary on a football scholarship as an offensive lineman, just like Anthony Cachese, an offensive lineman for Exeter. Yeah, I would not count out Fleetwood whatsoever. I think Fleetwood, you know, they've already wrapped up the Division Three championship. Uh, I And I, right now they're sitting – Ratings-wise, right. as the third seed, if the, if the playoffs started tomorrow or tonight, however you want to put it. Again, this is not including the coaches' challenge meeting. You know, we don't know what, what will happen there. Nobody really does. You know, that, and, but, but I know this. Um, if anybody thinks that Fleetwood is going to be a pushover, they're going to be mistaken. Uh, to your point about Wilson and, and just where that offense is going to be, and, and and that's why when they get down, I mean, again, to their point, they came back from a couple of double-digit leads in this one, but they did it with their defense. And that's the one thing that we talked about on Friday night when Exeter was down, that Exeter was the one team who does have the firepower, that they can come back because they can be more explosive offensively. And, again, I think that's one of the beauties of what we're facing this year is you have teams who find different ways to win. Some of it do it through their defense. A team like Exeter could do it through their offense. Burks Catholic's obviously pretty good on both sides, which is why they're unbeaten right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Wilson, you look at. I'm looking at the scorebook now, and I'm and I'm looking, and I, you know, Matt Coldren, the Wilson coach, told us before the game, he wanted to get Luke Levan the yeah. ball. Here we go. Luke Levan had six points in the first half on three or four shooting. He not only didn't score in the second half, he did not have a shot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was advisable. You're right. Yeah, and 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 that hurt because Matt Coldren thought that they had an advantage there with him inside. And when they fell behind, when they struggled, and they fell behind by 16 in the second half, they had to go to a smaller lineup to to play the trap, the full court zone trap, and that took Levan on out of the game. Literally, he was on the bench for most of the fourth quarter, sitting next to Matt Coldren. And so that will do it for our coverage tonight. But, again, we're just getting warmed up on the week. Another three. Oh, I almost forgot. We got scores to get, and let's do that right now. Yeah, we have uh, uh, several boys games tonight in Berks County. Uh, I don't have the actual score, but (laughs) Governor Mifflin came back and defeated Twin Valley by two points. I know it was tied with less than two minutes left. Another good win for Governor Mifflin, which has played very, very well in the second half of the season. As we said earlier, Berks Catholic defeated Conrad Weiser 53-42, locks up Division Two on a night when Josh McCoy, the Saints senior, 
reaches 1,000 career points. He began his career, spent his first two years at Antietam, has spent last year and this year at Berks Catholic. Exeter continues to roll. We talked about their offense. Yep. They beat Daniel Boone 87 to 58. That that's the most dangerous <laughs> offensive team around. Yep, for no sure. doubt about that. Yep. Fleetwood, we talked about the Division Three champion. They had a non-leaguer tonight. They defeated Garden Spot 67-47. And then in Division Four, Ole Valley defeated Brandywine Heights 67-56. And Antietam beat Topahawken 58-33. That sets up a showdown Thursday night. I think it's at Antietam. I'm not 100% sure on that, but between Ole Valley and Antietam, if, if Antietam wins, they'll have split the season series, and then I think the division will be decided by power ratings. If Ole wins, they will clinch the Burks 4 championship and a berth in the Burks playoffs. So two of the divisions are clinched. One of them probably will be decided on Thursday, and the other one is going to Down next the Tuesday. No There's doubt. no doubt about that one. With three teams now tied for first in Division One after tonight's outcome, Wilson, Redding, and Muhlenberg all now at six and three. Again, the Red Knights had tonight off, so they got a chance to just kind of be the spectators tonight, and they'll be a part of the mix now for the next two. Because the next two, and we'll have both of them here in WEU again, Redding and Wilson on Thursday, and then next Tuesday, Muhlenberg goes to Redding. As I as I said a moment ago, just getting started. In our coverage this week, another three-game week here on WEU. We'll be back with more on Thursday night, as I said. Redding at Wilson from West Lawn. 7 o'clock is, tip off, is, is our broadcast time. And then Friday, girls basketball action for you here on WEU as Burks Catholic will be at Governor Mifflin, and we'll have that one for you as well. From the GMAC, the Governor Mifflin Athletic and Community Center, it's going to be a big day. on this. It's going to be a big week, I should say, here at WEU, and that's about all I can tell you. But just stay tuned. Big things are coming your way, and high school sports is going to be a big, big part of, of – it's been a big part of the past at WEU, and it's going to be a bigger part of the future as well coming in the next couple of days weeks and months and we'll be a big part of it as well as always here on 8 30 a.m with our high school coverage of postseason basketball coming throughout february and into march tonight's final score one more time muhlenberg 61 wilson 56 bulldogs are now 13 and 6 and as i said six and three in the division just like muhlenberg six and three in the division and the mules with a big win this will help them as well in their district three power rankings as well over 6a school muhlenberg goes to 12 and 7 thanks to athletic director tim moyer here at muhlenberg high school for the hospitality thanks to sean tansky again doing a great job for us back at the weu studios we certainly appreciate his help for my colleague ritz garcella my name is bob mccool thanks for listening everyone to high school basketball we'll have more of it for you on thursday night we'll talk to you then here on 8 30 a.m weu in Reading. Tonight's live coverage of Berks County High School Basketball presented by Cross Keys Insurance on WEU has been brought to you by Angstaff Family Dental, Bachman Roofing, Chick-fil-A, Cross Keys Insurance, Judd Firestone Plumbing, Coon Funeral Homes, Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, Overhead Door Company of Reading, Redner's Warehouse Markets, Remax Real Estate Agent Phil Macaronis, and by UECU. This has been an exclusive live presentation of WEU, 8.30 a.m. in Reading.